And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Ah, flex harder, baby. Maybe uh, something will actually pop out. No, it's not. It's just old. Just my Oh, eyeballs. my God. What's up, everyone? It is the <laughs> Weighing In Podcast. And my man Josh Thompson is trying to flex. And nothing is happening. It's just... No, it was a little, little like kind of like turtleneck of a piece of poop kind of came through the ass <laughs> because I was oh, giving the flex. Oh, it was going, like man. giving the what do they call it? Like the little mirror cat, little turtle. It was like yeah. peeking out a tiny bit. Yeah, just, you know how yeah. mirror cats kind of poke their heads do out the of mirror holes. Cat. Yeah, yeah, little mongoose yeah, going little groundhogged. Around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. peeking out. Come Man, right I can back. Just feel how shredded I am right now. Shredded. Shredded. I got to start running, though. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> running doesn't make you shredded. Oh, running makes know, you I a just, runner. Yeah, that's okay, though. It's okay. That's Dave was pretty good. He's been running for a while now. Yeah. He's been running for about what? Two years. Two years now? Yeah, two years. Every day. Yeah, there's some commitment, man. I went down to stay with Dave for, for a weekend and. He still got up and ran a little bit here and there. They every played day? soccer too, right? It wasn't as Dave, were you not day. playing soccer? Yeah, every weekend. I mean, well, he's no, playing with a bunch of start. 40-year-olds. Hey, Dave, I, you know what? I heard that Miami is actually considering signing podcast Dave right? to play right along Lionel Messi. Yep. That's right. Yep. You know, we're going to get taken down for misinformation. <laughs> yeah, YouTube has that shit. Okay? There's some fact checkers, some independent Dude, fact checkers around here. Have you watched any of what has gone on with Inner Miami and Lionel Messi signing with them and then the other guys that no. have come over? You, haven't, you, haven't, you, you know nothing no. about this? No. My God. Uh-uh. No, what is it? Oh, my God. First, it Talk was Li- Lionel Messi. Well, okay, who owns... It's Inter-Miami. Lionel Messi, by the way, not Lionel. Not like it's, Lionel Richie. It's no, it's Lionel Messi. Lionel. Lionel. Lionel Messi. Okay, so who yes, owns? Who it's owns? Not Lionel. It's not Lionel Will Messi. You shut up and listen. I'm asking you a question. <laughs> who owns Inter Miami? Beats the shit out of me. I don't know. David Beckham. Does, he's a partner, right? He's partner. He's, he's part is owner. He main, is he the main owner though? He's, he's, he's part okay. owner and he's running it. He's nice, the one nice. that got. Messi to come, yeah, and I then know that. then he's got a couple of his prior, you know, playing partners with mm-hmm. him. Buscepi is another Buscapi. one. Busca- no, it's not Buscepi. That's that's like the fucking fighter. It's Buscepi. Oh yeah, that's right. Buscepi. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking like, Sir, you know. Sergio Buscepi. Uh-huh. And then there's another one. What the hell's his name? I want to say George. I can't remember. But and then they also got the yeah, dude. They've got that team playing. The guy who was the coach, Tata, uh-huh. who was the coach of the Argentinian team and was Messi's coach. He's now the coach there. Yeah, they have not lost since he's been there, dude. They Good. have not lost. No, no, no. The MSL started this whole thing of having league cups and things during the season. MLS. That's I said. That's what I said. MLS. MSL. Uh, is, that, is that what I said? MLS. Yeah. They, dude, they they <laughs> they were the fun. they were the team in last place when yes, he came, they and they just won the league cup. Yes, dude. I mean, kind of shows. The, there are levels. levels. Yes, <laughs> there are levels. There's levels to this. There are levels to this. It's it's rem- well. Look, I just watched uh, with the, an interview with Carly Lloyd, and she was just talking about how the development of our youth here in the states is just trash. And I, I got to be honest, a lot of it has to do with 
the amount of money that we we take away from our children and developing them in terms of schools, taking sports out of schools, oh. taking arts and crafts, taking uh, body shop, all those things that used to be in schools. That old wood know? shop, all the good things. Yeah, all those stuff that used to be in schools. It's all gone now. Oh, yeah. Sure you want to know why? Because they want to teach you how to be a poof. You have <laughs> you mean, to be. You mean a, a fuff. A fucked a, up a fuff. Foot. There you go. A fuff. <laughs> the fuff. <laughs> um. No, I, I, yeah, I really believe, look, the amount of money that we have taken away from our schools to develop, you know, whether it's a trade with electricians, wood shop, or whatever it is, it could be anything, it could be but PE, even PEs now, you know, in some of the schools, it's only two days a week. What the fuck are we doing? Anyways, I can go on all day about this garbage. Uh, I don't want to get distracted because we've got a huge main event going on this weekend. And, um, and PE is involved. Yeah, PE is involved. It's called working out. It's called getting your ass in shape, getting to the gym, doing some work, and both of these guys, all of these fighters on this card. But look, there's a lot of drama going on, too, this week. Oh you got Connor God. calling out Canelo Alvarez. What the oh, hell is going on? Please. It's remarkable. Connor also said that the Dylan Dennis boxing exhibition was one of the greatest exhibitions well, ever. He said he thought Dylan did well. I mean, he, I, okay. Did he? Uh, Here. Hold on, I mean, hold on. Let me take out the trash here. John, John, trash! John, 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 John. No, John, here's the thing. Look, in no way am I defending what we saw it was just okay. trash. Okay. Trash. There's no way. I'm not defending that. Exactly. I mean, in I fact, I could, pull up, I could pull up an actual text from Josh Thompson to John mm -hmm. McCarthy where it says this is trash with yeah. an emoji of a trash can. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was so bad. Was I was like, man, I'm just glad I didn't pay for it. Um, but we just, <laughs> it was one of those things where like you're watching and just trying to absorb really like $80, like, or whatever it was. What was, was it? $60. 60, 60. It was $60, whatever. It, really? 60 yeah, 60 bucks. I mean, 50, I wonder, 59. look, they, they said, they said this thing sold 99. one point something. Yeah. They, look, let's not get into that, but look, there's all the drama with the, the pay-per-view numbers too. It blew up and all these things. Let's talk. We'll talk about that later, but look, people came here to talk about one thing. They wanted to listen to us talk about, guess what? The main event this weekend for <laughs> UFC, my boy Islam defending his title again against, you know who, Mr. Fucking Big Balls. Mr. Mr. Big, Big Balls. Balls. I'm glad you put it that way. got a sack on Set him. Set of fucking Holy brass shit. balls. People said he they fucking clank. came with a, a wheelbarrow. I said, fuck they no, clank, dump dude. truck. Yeah. He's got a dump <laughs> truck. He's got just nuts fucking hanging and dragging on the ground. This guy's, man, he's, he's a stud. The one thing I will take away from this, though, is this. is leading into this fight. He's made it very clear in a lot of the interviews. He's like, everything is is... He's working against Islam. He's like, I have nothing to lose. He's like, all the pressure's on him. We're fighting him in Abu Dhabi. I said we would do it. I told him, you know, in the last fight while we were in the cage, we'll do it again, you know, and perhaps maybe in Abu Dhabi is what Islam said. And Volk said, yeah, well, guess what? It's fucking here and it's happening. But the only difference is though, John, is that look in the first fight, he was so meticulous about defending the takedowns, how he got up, the risk control, all of those things. In this fight, him going away because of the shoulder surgery. I think he had shoulder surgery. He also had hand surgery. He had, was he, it he, one of the two? Elbow. So, yeah, I thought he had shoulder surgery. Okay. No, he broke so his hand. Elbow, okay. So he had, he, had, sir, he had a surgery, comes back. How much training has he been able to do? How I mean, I know, I know we talked about this last week. The ability to go ahead and just 
push it to the side. When I fought Kawajiri, I had no cares in the world. I knew I was getting paid a lot of money, came in on, you know, 10 days notice, all of those things. You, you'll feel like you can just fight free. There's no pressure on you whatsoever. With him, he knows, he's experienced the power, he's experienced the speed, he's experienced, you know, the height, the size, the body frame, he's experienced the strength, which he said wasn't strong, all of those things. He knows what to expect. The feeling out process is over. I've spent 25 minutes in the cage with this guy. I know exactly what to expect. He believes, and I, I honestly believe, he's going to come out just careless, without a care in the world. And that's what scares me. That's what scares me the most about this fight. This fight is a lot more of a threat than the first fight was. Because he knows, okay, if I can stop a takedown or two and I just go ahead and let my hands go, there's a good chance I could clip him. You know, I could rock him. I could get well, him in put trouble. him on his butt. Yeah, and I'm faster. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm these things. Look, it's hard to deal with someone who is shorter and stockier and faster. It's hard. And so when I look, when I, when I'm sitting here having this conversation with you about this fight, I'm more nervous for this fight than I was the first one. All right, let me ask you this. I'm going to put you in a situation. I'll do the same thing. I want you to give me what does Volkanovski have to do different in this fight? that's going to make him the winner and what is it that Makachev needs to do differently to make it an easier fight what does this guy have to do to get the okay, win let's hear it okay i get that I think that's pretty with easy. with with volk is that he when he gets into that range he's got to go he's the faster fighter he's got to let his hands go and he's got to throw a little bit more caution to the win he's got to make islam fight at a pace that he's not used to fighting at in the first fight he didn't do that as much and that's why in the fifth round and may, a lot of it i think may have had to do with the rehydration period didn't have the full 36 you know 38 hours whatever it was to rehydrate i think some of that's going to play a factor sure it is uh in the it, it, that that played a factor in the last fight which won't be as much of a factor in this fight alexander volkanovsky needs to pull the trigger and he's let the hands go inside you know he's got to go <clears throat> with the kicks He's got to set up his kicks with his hands. Use that speed. That little that little tiny body is going to be hard to grab and control and hold down. Everyone that I've ever trained with that had a that was a little bit smaller than me, that was stumpy had like a that, fire Justin plug Wilcox, body. Yeah, and a fire plug body. And you know that even though it's a five-round fight, I believe that he has a good three, three and a half rounds in him. I think he can fight three rounds at a good hard pace. I think he but can at, fight five. It's just yeah, part of who I just he don't, is. I know I get that. I get what you're saying, but it's going to be hard to go five with a bigger body. Not, you know, like, it, I yeah. think he's going to have a harder time. Could. Uh, if this was, a, if this was at, at, uh, at 45, I'd say, yeah, all day long. He's okay. used to dealing with those guys. He's used to dealing with the street, the, the speed of those guys, the strength of those guys. This is a bigger body. It's going to be, and body frame. By the time they actually yeah. weigh in, you know, and I know they're going to weigh oh, yeah. the same. Uh, they did last fight. This time, though, Volk's got to pull the trigger, let it all go. Vol Look, Islam. He doesn't have to do anything different. Oh, I, I think, think he this does. fight. I don't think he does, and let me explain to you why. Okay, go ahead. It's because Volkanovski is not going to be the same fighter. He so his what what Islam needs to do is he needs to wrestle him as much as possible and control the top position a lot better. Get to the back. Get to the get to the. Don't be afraid to attack submissions. Get back up to your feet if you need to. But I think he's got to be very aggressive on controlling that top position. And, and not so much like there was moments in the first fight where he got the control and then he, he focused on the striking and then Volk was able to get up. No, he needs it in this first two rounds. He needs to hang on him. He needs to slow him down, really make him use his, his strength, use everything in his body to keep himself on the feet. 
because I think as you start zapping that energy, it doesn't matter how, like you said, he's got three rounds in him, but he doesn't have four and five. And as one little mistake we found out, and like in the first fight, you start making mistakes, you start as the fight goes on. But now you didn't have a full camp. Islam does the same thing, and I think he gets, I think he gets him out of there. I think he does. But like I said, I'm dangerous though because <laughs> Alexander Volkanovsky doesn't have anything to lose. He knows he's coming in on last minute. Knows so. he can let the hands go. He can just be, hey, if I get taken down, I believe in my ability to get up. I believe in my ability to go ahead and attack some submissions to threaten you to make to, to release off of me so I can get back to my feet. He's really fast and really good at getting back to his feet. I don't think Islam needs to change too much. I think Volk needs to, and Volk just needs to pull the trigger more. That's really what it comes down to. Uh, pull the trigger. I'll, I'll give you. He does. He needs to to establish that I'm going to come in at times that you you're not even expecting it. And I think you have felt the grappling with him. Believe in yourself. You know that you can grapple with him. You know that you can be in those positions to utilize. He's very good in the clinch with dirty boxing, with elbow strikes. He exits very well. And you need to be in those situations at times with uh, Makachev, in my opinion, to be successful because it's going to make Makachev hesitate. If you're Makachev, I look at it for the most part. You look at Volkanovsky switches back and forth, you know, southpaw, but he normally is. He's an orthodox fighter who will switch to southpaw. He normally starts off in that orthodox position while Makachev, he's, he's a southpaw. Mm -hmm. But the kick that he uses to the body, that's what he needs to just emphasize and just keep going back at it because you want to punch a hole in that gas tank of Volkanovsky based upon the fact you're hoping that he hasn't had all that time to get himself you know prepared and so that left kick that he has because he's he's good with it like if there's a if you're gonna look oh, yeah, at speed what's that oh yeah he is yeah that, that left kick is gonna be money that left kick is super important in this fight if he establishes that and is able to punch a hole into the body of Volkanovski it's gonna slow Volkanovski down completely throughout the fight in every range and so I think those are the things you want to I agree with you if Makachev gets into a takedown situation hang on him Put pressure on him, squeeze him, make him have to work to get himself into those, and then return him to the mat. Make it to where he works hard and gets no benefit out of it. And those are really, I mean, you take a look at both things, it's really not that big a thing, but it can play big dividends in the fight for each of the fighters. And I agree, I think that Volkanovski going into this, man, let's be honest, he is in a position... I don't think he does have anything to lose. Look, he's the featherweight champ. Everyone knows he's the man there. You know, you talk about pound for pound. If he loses to Makachev, is it going to move him at all? No. It's not going to move him. Well, I think that they're one and two right now. You think it's going to move? It's not going to move him. Unless maybe he got submitted in the first round or something like that. That's going to be about it. But so, you know, if he, if the fight goes on for a while, it's, it's not going to move. So it'll be a loss on his record. He's not got a loss on his record. What is there to lose? Just go hang it out, you know, and go against the guy that everyone looks at as the number one guy there is, you know, in the world at that weight class. Okay, you know, let's see what happens. I think it's the perfect scenario, and it is, no matter what. It was in Perth, Australia, the first time for Volkanovsky, and it's kind of like a home game for Islam, where it is in uh, 
on Yaz Island and stuff, and that's okay because again, you're going in. It's you know the people aren't are, aren't going to be rooting for you. So what? It's good. I got nothing to lose. Yeah, Great nothing fight. to lose. I mean, nothing to lose. He's um, but both these guys. When you're talking about you're you're the best in 155, you're the best at 145, and the two of them are clashing. They've already clashed. They know each other. They they felt each other's strength. They've felt each other's speed. They felt it all. All of those things being said, though, John, when we're talking about the highest of, of the top, the top tier of yeah. athletes, they're only split by what? A half a percentage, a percentage, yeah, and whoever had that. a better yeah. night that night. A tenth of a percentage. Yeah, and this yeah. guy, Volk, is coming in with his big dump truck and balls and just <laughs> going, shit, man, I got nothing. I got nothing to lose. Let it all hang out. Throw yeah. big shots. Which might, make catch it, it, which might make him fight the best yes, he's ever fought. It might be. I actually believe it. I actually believe that it will. If he decides to really do it. Now, look, it's one thing to say I have nothing to lose and then go out there and be cautious. Yes. That's that's. That's, That's saying that thing. you're worried about losing. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You know, and then there's another thing to go out there and be like, look, man, I got nothing to lose. And go out there and fight like it. Yeah. There's a difference. And uh, Islam is, I think I think Islam, he, he, he's going to feel the pressure in this fight. He's like uh, in the first fight when he fought, sorry, when he fought Charles in, in Abu Dhabi. Shit, you had thousands of people from Dagestan that came out there to watch, you know, and... Um, I don't know if there's going to be the same, but I would imagine there's probably going to be another at least, you know, 500 people or 1,000 people that come strictly from Dagestan to watch him fight. And it's a big deal. There's a lot more pressure. We know there's more pressure when it's a hometown thing. But look, I've I've trained with him. I know how good he is. I mean, we just had Cain Velasquez on the show yesterday, which is going to drop uh, coming up. And what did he say about Islam? He said, man, when I spar with him, when I train with him, he's like, sure, you know, of course I'm not hanging on with my big body and stuff. He's like, but look, what he was was a lot more sneaky than I realized on the feet. Tricky. How yep. good his, uh, tricky, how good his stand-up is. Everyone took, it's so funny because I remember going back through the, the, not just the comments and the things that I would say about Islam coming up when he was coming up and people would just, bro, he got knocked out by so-and-so. He got caught Any, early. Any, anybody, and anybody, anybody, anybody can get knocked out, and it can happen to anyone. Nope. And it's just, and it, and it can happen like, it just happens like that too. It's as, as simple as it gets, and this is what you try to tell people. All right, name me, name me your favorite fighter. Who's the best fighter in the world? Right, and then you get the Fedors, the Anderson Silvas, the Randy Couture's, yeah. the Dan Hendersons. They've all been knocked out. Yeah, it just yeah. happens. It's just part of it. That's what happens. You know, but I look at him and I'm like, look, he's 24 and one. He hasn't lost since that fight. And you can, I don't I don't know how you want to break it down, but his stand up and I was like, oh, he got he got clipped, you know, he got hit with a big shot and fight was over. Okay, I get it, it is what it is. Yeah. But I've trained with him. I know how good he is. Not just on the ground, people. And that's the other thing. I had some guy on Twitter, on uh, I was kind of scrolling through and I saw um, Luke Thomas had posted something about why all the hate for Islam. Like, there's so many people that just don't seem to be giving him the credit he deserves. And a lot of people were just in the comments going, well, he just wrestle fucks people. I'm like, you know, he's finished five of his last six opponents. That's, That's one thing. Yeah. And two is, you know, realistically, he's done a lot of the work on his feet and then end up jumping to the top position and getting the finish that way also. I mean, he's he's so well-rounded. And when I, when I gave this uh, example a long time ago, people thought I was fucking crazy. To me, he's better than Habib. Yeah, and you and I have argued in, about that. In the training, he's better than Habib. But I also okay. said there's two ways of looking at this. In training and in fighting, all of those things can be true. But the mental capacity or the mental capability Bingo. of Habib 
That's it's it. just that's what it's that's just, what I does. But what you're but level, what man. you're trying to say is, and I think this is I I'll agree with you. If you're gonna go tool for tool and technique for technique, Islam has a bigger toolbox and yeah. more techniques than Habib. He yeah. does. He does. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, it's but and again, you know, you look at the people talking about it. anybody from Dagestan now is always in the shadow of Habib. And anybody that is from Dagestan is a wrestler. But Which that's not, not true. true. It's not true at all. That's my whole point. No. You know, you could take a look at his cousin, Usman, who was the champion in uh, Bellator at Lightweight. That dude is anything but a wrestler. Now, he can mm-hmm. wrestle, mm-hmm. but his stand-up is so goddamn good. And so, t- again, we're talking to Kane. You know, he, he said, I haven't seen anybody technically better. Yeah. Okay? What does that say? And that's in the stand-up. And so, Umar's Umar's very similar to him. His brother yeah, Umar, absolutely. his older brother Umar. And you got that young, other young kid who's not related to to Habib and these guys. But Saeed Nurmagomedov. Yeah, he's he's just as good on the damn feet. Just because your last name is Nurmagomedov does not make you a wrestler. Yeah, a wrestler. It drives me crazy to continue to hear just random people spout off on and just that they put them all in. They paint. They basically just push them all into a box and say you're a wrestler because you're from Dagestan. How rare. Yeah, it's just it's it's crazy, but talent wise, the abilities, the most well rounded, one of the probably the most well rounded fighter I've ever been around has been Islam Makachev. The ability for grappling, wrestling, his transitions in the jiu jitsu department, all it's those the things. way it's exactly what you just yeah. said. His transitioning from one element to the next, yeah, is seamless, and that's what makes him dangerous. Look at his left hand down the pipe when he throws it; mm-hmm. it's got power. It hurt. It hurt Volkanovski in the first fight. Yeah. All right, he's got good stand-up. He's got good kicks. He's got great takedowns, especially his little foot trips and his sweeps. Oh yeah. You know he doesn't he doesn't burn a ton of energy, you know when he's doing stuff. He's slick, mm-hmm. and he's gonna have to be to beat that big brass bald bastard. Yeah. No, I agree. But I mean, look, I look at Volkanovski, man. And I know we've been talking about his balls all day, but it's, uh, I'm just going to be honest. The guy is, no matter what I say about Islam, Volkanovski deserves all the respect. Not just because he took this fight on short notice. And not just because he's the, to me, he's probably, he's right there up there with Jose Aldo right now to me. Yep. He's right up there oh, with yeah. him. You know, and I'm, I'm on the border of putting him above. No, Aldo. I already have. Have you? I'm, I'm right yeah. there. I'm right there. No. And um, you know, and then the only reason why I haven't is I'm looking maybe for one more guy at 145. But I, I looked gotta look down the list. I gotta see, you know. Can you pull up the 45 pound division? There was one more guy in that division that I was looking at that I was thinking, oh uh Tuporia. Yeah. It was Tuporia, and then there was also another guy down at the bottom there. Dun dun dun. Maybe there wasn't. Oh, Evaloff. I think yeah, we were talking no. about with Evaloff, but I, I get it. Evolof I get it. I, I think it was Taporia was the main guy that. Well, and if, it, I, if if I see and, that fight okay, and I see a finisher, I see a domination. I mean, it's going to be hard for me not to put him ahead of. You want to talk about the the big brass balls? I listened to Volkanovski in an interview with Mark uh, Ramondi, and he's talking. And he says, "Ramondi says so. There's no way that you're going to be able to fight Taporia in January." He goes, "Why not? Of course I yeah. will." He goes, "What are you talking about? Let's see. Hold on. November, December. Yeah, three months. That's perfect. That's exactly how much yeah. I want to fight." That's great. I want to fight every three months. I was like, dude, you are a it. different breed, man. I love it. It's great. Absolutely. Well, that was like when we had we uh, we talked to Bobby Green the other day. It's very much the same way. And look, and Bobby's going to drop also too uh, on this sh- on this show. 
<laughs> and um, hello. And but the thing is, when we talked to Bobby, Bobby said the same exact same thing. He's like, "Look, I didn't realize until I saw Chris Lieben fight. He just fought two weeks ago or three weeks ago. Wait, he's fighting again. How in the hell did he do that? Oh wait, I can fight this often. All I gotta do is put my name in the hat. Well, shit. And this guy being a champion. Now I know the UFC needs that's, to. They that's need to the spread rare that thing, out. though. That's yeah. the rare thing. Yeah. When you got a champion that wants to fight that much. Yeah. That's the rare part. I think that, like, look, when you have a guy who is, who is not just as talented, but just brings the energy. Yeah. He, he's got, he's got charisma. He, there's no ill will towards other people that he's fighting. You're not dealing with drama at the, at the week of or the weigh ins. And he always makes weight. He's always a, pre- a professional. The guy is, you've got to, he's just respectful before and after the fight. Sure, he wants to beat your ass. Sure. That's the fight game. That's his job. That's his job. He gets paid. He's, he's an entertainer and he does a damn good job of entertaining people. He's he's one of the best in the game that I've ever seen. And I've seen a lot. Mm-hmm. We've seen a lot of top fighters. But he knows how to promote a fight. He knows how to be respectful about it. He knows his boundaries. He's got a country behind him. This guy rocks, man. I love everything about him. You know, I was on the fence with him when I first. When he first beat Max, I was like, all right, he's good. You know, you know, whatever. Uh, let's see what he does. And then as he fight after fight, he continued to win. You know, and the one that really, really won me over was the Brian Ortega fight. Oh, no. That, no doubt. No doubt I about just, it. I just. I, that you know, fight and, says everything about that. Yeah. And, and, not, and no homo here. But he, he literally, like, I was like all of a sudden a huge fan. Huge, <laughs> huge fan. No, no, there's not. There's not at all. But you know, I was just he just he he captivated me that night. I was like, dude, you fought your way out of some deep, deep shit and came back and then come back and win the next two rounds. He just he fought a phenomenal fight. And I became a huge fan after that. Liked it before. Kind of fell in love with him after that. Little little, you know. (laughs) And little um, man crush. But Little man, exactly. Great, great words there, buddy. Little man crush. Just a, do, just, just a great fighter, and I'm looking forward to seeing this fight. I want to see how he comes out and approaches it. A lot of people say, I have nothing to lose. I'm going to go out there and let it hang out. All right. Let me see. Can't wait to see Because when you get out there, yeah. Can't, when it. you get there, sometimes they don't. Yeah, they kind of try to, oh, I got five rounds. They start thinking. They start getting in their own head. Islam, he's got a lot on his mind going, okay, look. He didn't have a full camp. I got maybe maybe the game plan has changed a little bit now. He knows he's not, he's fighting someone that didn't have a full camp. Okay, I've got to get out there, be aggressive early, try to slow him down, try to make him tired. Do you blow your wad? Do you use too much energy in positions you wouldn't normally think you're going to get him tired? When in reality, you're making yourself more tired. There's a lot of ways to look at this fight. Yeah, there is. And so it it definitely uh, it's definitely one of those fights, man. Like I'm going to be on the edge of my seat, going, who's going to fight which way? Who's going to fight which way? Because Coming in short notice, John, it really makes you think he could do this. Wait, no, he could do this. Wait, he he could change. And maybe, what happens if he fights this way? F- fuck it, I don't even know, that's, John. That's, I don't even know. <laughs> I'm literally that, going. That's why when you know. have when you have these type of matchups, they're special. These are special. Yeah. And uh, look, let's give one more up to Islam. People do not understand when he took that fight against Volkanovski this time here. That was a that's a man up fucking it step is. because you were you were training for someone that is absolutely different and someone that you have a specific knowledge of. You've been in there with him also and you have a specific knowledge of Volkanovski and you know how good he is and you want to prepare more for him. And most champions are going to say, "No, no, I want more time for that." 
Nope. He says, let's do it. That's that's what I'm here for. You yeah. got to admire it. Well, what his comments, like uh, Dana, I think I said it. Dana oh, yeah. um, said he wants to put it up on the Put it up on the, the UFC, or, on the PI. No, yeah. the Apex or whatever. At the yeah. Apex, whatever it is. Yeah, just basically, yeah. look, if I'm supposed to be the best guy in the world, and I believe I am, then I, it doesn't matter who it is. I have yeah. to be able to beat I him. I can't say no. Let's go. Yeah, I, I can't say no. I've Boom. got to be able to beat him. So, hey, Love that's... That. I'm looking forward to this fight. I'm looking forward to the exchanges before, the exchanges during the fight, and the exchanges after the fight. I think everything's going to be great. I think it's going to be a good. I think it's going to be a great fight. I think it's going to end up being. A, I think it might end up being a better fight than the. I think it'll be a better one. fight than the first one. I do. Yeah, I do. I really do. I think so. Because I think so, you. I think you're starting off at round six. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm going to lean. Obviously, I'm going to lean towards my boy Islam. No, you uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Come and on, I'm, Josh. <laughs> but I said, like, there's there's a lot more pressure on him because he knows that people, everyone knows that Volk didn't have a full camp, and that pressure gets put on you as the fighter that accepted the fight. I had a full camp. Uh, but, yeah, but it wasn't preparing for this guy. And if I look at, and I've said this before, training with people that are short and stocky, muscular, good cardio, Justin Wilcox being one of those guys, just so hard to hold down. Constantly, always, always in shape, always a professional, always... Just, just good everywhere. Hard, just those type of things. Fighting someone like Charles Oliveira is, to me, I feel like is tailor made for Islam. The body style, the two of them are tall, long, lanky. They have a, you know, that type of body style. The strength factor, I believe, is going to go to to Islam. The submission game we saw in the last fight went to Islam, but that doesn't mean that he couldn't get caught by Charles. Sure. Um, on the feet, I would have went. I would have went with Islam based off of I've trained with them. I've sparred with them. I think. The slickness and the style of which Islam spars and the way that he his stand up is, that I thought he would he would beat Charles on the feet also, but with the speed of of Volkanovski over Islam, it puts that we say speed kills all the time and there's a reason for it because right. it does. Right. That it right does. there is how you get to the chin faster and if you throw straight punches, they sneak through if you're the faster fighter. Right. And you know, and you only need that extra two inches to get through, that extra inch to get through. <laughs> I mean, ask my wife. I got two kids, so all I need is that <laughs> extra inch or two. So uh, I wasn't thinking just, that it was extra. I thought it was just an inch or two. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> John, you, John, you've seen it, bro. You've seen it. So, um, this this makes for this makes for an exciting fight, depending on how these two decide to fight on the night of. So I'm looking forward to it. Best of luck to both of them. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Islam, probably trying to get the finish, maybe somewhere in the end of the third or end of the fourth. I predicted that also too, in the uh, in the first fight, but uh, yeah, I was wrong. I was wrong. Uh, I, I'm just gonna say, you know, I'm not I'm not making a prediction on who's going. Yeah, but I don't think it's gonna get a stoppage. I don't think anyone's gonna really? stop the other guy. I think it's gonna end up going to a decision again. I think mm. both guys are just too damn tough. Yeah, and too damn good. You know, to get, to put them away, they've got to make a big mistake. It can happen. Mm-hmm. I really, I really think. I think we're going to see yeah. five more rounds. The reason why I say it's going, I think Islam gets the finish because as not having a full camp, as Volkanovski slows down a tiny bit, and that's in that third and fourth round, that's when the mistake will be made on the submission. And I think that I think that Makachev's going to be able to uh, to catch the submission in one of the scrambles, one of the exchanges. You do the remember takedowns. those submissions by Brian Ortega? 
Yeah, 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 I do. I do you remember, remember how, those. You remember how those worked, right? Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. I do. I do remember those. Yeah. I do. Uh, but the physical strength of of Brian's not the same as the physical strength. And look, we all no, know what he goes true. to. That's true. That the, the, when he gets to the back, he, he can finish in the rear naked because of the physical strength, like Habib across the jaw of Conor McGregor. Those type of submissions they work, yeah, but man. They, there's a difference. The side choke. Volkanovski will not tap to no, a he face won't. crank. You're right. You're right. He's he not going to tap to that. He won't, but in that side choke position, those Kimura it positions, sucks. the physical strength, the I'm physical strength. Yeah, I, I think I'm looking. I'm looking at the submissions that I know that he's he can attack against someone like Volkanovski in the first fight. It wasn't there for him. Second fight, I think in this one, as Volk starts to slow down because of not having a full camp, I look at Islam being able to get either Kimura, a guillotine, arming guillotine, uh, rear naked, or a side choke. One of those four. Submissions is that might have been five, but one of those four <laughs> submissions. Not good at math. All right, co-main event. You got Kamara Usman versus Hamzat Chemaev. God damn, that's a great co-main mm -hmm. event. I love this fight. I just, I, 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 this is such a good matchup, and at a time when it's, that's the timing that it's the only thing that makes me wonder. When I look at this and I look at Usman, and again, I, man, I, I'm taking nothing away from him. I th love the guy. I think he's been a great champ, was a great champion. He's been a great ambassador to the sport. He's conducted himself well throughout. You know, when he finally got the chance, he got the title. He defended it multiple times against great fighters. But I do know that he's got some issues with injuries. And I do know he's slowing down a little bit. You know, and that's you know that just happens to everyone. It just depends on what stage it happens at, and is it this the stage going up in weight against Chimaev? I don't look at it. As, I think both of them are going up. They're both guys that have fought at one seventy and they're they're at one eighty five. Okay. My real question is the speed now. Mm -hmm. Is the speed of Chimaev going to be too much for Kamara Usman? The wrestling. Look, Kamaru Usman can, you know, was a fantastic wrestler. Obviously, knees are, are not as good as they used to be. Same as we talk about, you know, guys when they're coming in and, you know, doing little, you know, level changes as before the fight, all of a sudden it doesn't look the same. You mm -hmm. know, th things just change. And so I look at Shemayev. I think Shemayev is going to be the favorite in this. I think he's a guy that, you know, when you look at it overall, he's going to be the favorite in the fight. That does not mean that Kamaru Usman cannot win this fight he absolutely can win this fight and i think that if he wins this fight he wins it by being the guy that stops chemayev with his wrestling and then oh. wears chemayev out in the stand-up with some of the big shots because he's got power we know uzman's mm -hmm. got power um he can wear him down with big shots and and put him away but it's a three-round fight He's going to have to, you know, be on the gas pedal a lot with it. But both guys have great gas tanks. I think that Usman has the better gas tank. He's proved that too many times that he can go, go, and push and push. So I love, I love this fight. I'm assuming this is a three-round fight. It's got to be. Well, it doesn't got to be because we've yeah. had co-main event five-round fights. They've talked about potentially doing those, and they've done them, what, two times? Two or three times they've done it. Um. <clears throat> And Dana's already publicly come out and said the winner of this fight's getting the next title shot against Strickland. Yeah. You got Izzy taking a sabbatical, you know, just kind of taking some time off, focusing on himself and his mental health and all the other things going on. 
and good for him. And that's another thing I wanted to say real quick to him is, Damn. you know, is if you need that and there's moments where you need that in your career, you got to take him. Whether oh. it's here's the thing, no. he'll end up disappearing for a month, maybe two, okay. and be like, you know what, I fucking miss it, I time to get it. back. Good. That's sometimes all you need. Yeah. Maybe he takes six months, maybe he takes eight months, whatever it is. But I'm glad he's taking time for himself, because this shit wears on you, man. It mentally gets to you <laughs> and your body and everything else. But back to Kamaru Usman, I had some people on there going, hey, you know, on the, in in the uh, I hit up on Usman's uh, IG, and I said, hey, man. Uh, you know, best of luck, you know, rooting for you, this and that. And then some, 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 somebody came out and said something like, that's not what you said on your podcast. I said, no, 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 that is what I said. I am rooting for him. I do I'm want to win. I, I have not rooted for him a couple times and fucking back. It's not that I didn't root for that's him. That's what you said. I just thought. You said, I just thought, no, you said, you yeah. know what? Every time that I kind of vote, I go against him. Yep. He ends up proving me wrong. Yep. And so, I mean, here's the thing. I can't not go for him right now. Because also too, like I really want him to win. Yeah, you got to. I the love, old guy. I love, I want the old guy, but I also love the underdog story, the guy that comes in. You know, I love the underdog story with the Volk thing too. But Islam's my boy, man. I can't, can't do that. Uh, I don't know Chamayev at all. But Kamaru Usman, I've met him. I know him. You know, I. Th it's like, but I look at him and I think to myself, you've got. He's got the pedigree to do this. He's got the wrestling to stuff the takedowns or at least make Chamayev work really hard for them. He's also got the stand-up where he's technically sound. This is the other thing I want the takeaway to be is people forget that he trains at altitude. So even when he's just in there at, at Trevor Whitman's place it, up right. in Colorado, he's at altitude. Yep. He's he's just hanging out. He's hitting the bag, hitting mitts, working on his technique, getting better on the feet, doing all these things. Now, I know he's been down at Kill Cliff because I saw a video of him down there at Kill Cliff. And I got some friends that train at Kill Cliff, and they've all told me, yeah, he's been there. Cool. I think it's fantastic. He's training a little bit with Jason Jackson, who's a big, you know, 70-pounder. It's a good body Long, Long. Good body for him. Yeah, absolutely. Matches up with Jemaya very well as far as size and length. Yep, size and length and reach. And and people forget, Jason Jackson was a good wrestler before. He came into the sport as a wrestler. Now he stands a lot, but he's a big body frame. Now, he's not a Chemayev-type wrestler. No. I'm not trying to say that. No. But he'll make you work for the takedowns. Sure. He'll make you work. You know, and he's good on the feet, dangerous on the feet. I also think he's got better stand-up than Chemayev when it comes to the stand-up. Now, Chemayev, though, will just sp just throw stuff caution to the wind when he throws his striking. He'll throw uppercuts, big shots. You know, he'll just fucking he like a berserker. Up. He, opens, he up. opens up and comes yeah. after you. Jason Jackson will do the same, but he's a little bit more methodical about his placement of his shots, whereas Chemayev is, I guess you call him like a wolf. He's just someone just comes in. like, fuck it. Let's just see what happens. That makes for exciting fights. It does. When I, look at, I am when surprised I look at, looking at the odds on that, though. I thought Jemayev was going to be the, the favorite. Not that big of a favorite. I mean, minus 360. Yeah. Against plus 285. That's still that's a three to one. Size. That's yeah, almost that's, four to one. You, you thought it, you didn't think it'd be that big? No, I thought it'd be two to one at most. I thought it'd be 180. Oh, no. 190. Uh-uh. Really? Uh, I figured it'd be about this. You're talking about a guy in Usman. I know. Who no is... No. Where's the credit all of a sudden? Boy, the, I the mean... Bet, the betting lines took the Josh Thompson approach fucking from a couple <laughs> years ago. I mean, look, I look at Kamaru Usman. I saw him with Islam earlier today uh, in one of the videos, and he's having to cut weight to make 185. Okay. I mean, no, I'm simply saying... No, what I'm saying, though, is that he's not a small guy. No. 
Maybe he's not having to cut a ton of weight, but he's going to have to cut some weight. Chamayev's got a little bit taller body frame, but phys- I think it's just the physicality of it all. I think that I think Usman's got a really good chance. Now, it's going to probably Chimaev. go the distance. Um, it's going to see who can land the more shots. I think Chamayev's going to probably be able to sneak away with the first round with the aggressiveness and just the bullying of the body around the cage. But as you start to get tired, you start fighting careless and reckless. Kamaru Usman's still going to be there. And he's going to start touching you, start touching you. Look out for the right hand of Kamaru Usman. Yeah, and just start touching you and then, you know, start wrestling you a little bit more and just start that championship mentality, that champion's mentality, I should say. It's going to be like, all right, I see you're slowing down. I see you don't have that energy. Let me show you what I can do to you. And the fact that he didn't have to cut to 70, are we going to see him a little bit more fresh in that second and that third round? Kamaru Usman. You know, uh, Chamayev, I know he's not cutting to 70 either, but I'm simply saying, He's did he put on the did he put on the muscle too fast? Because he looks big right now. And how much weight does he gonna have to cut? You know, he looks physically like muscular big right now. Yeah, I saw. You know, and so when I look at that, I go, how much how much weight did you have to cut? Did you get too big too fast? Did you retain? Did you did you put on too much too much muscle too fast? How much water are you being able to carry? Like did you you know like you think like he has that mentality that he's unstoppable and no matter what happens, I can do it. I love that mindset. That's one of the, that's one of the things that makes him dangerous. But you're fighting another champion who has the same type of mentality. Yeah. And he's, I agree. And Kamaru Usman, look, I can't go against, man. I can't go against Kamaru. So I'm going to go with Usman. I like it. I'm going like with Usman. It. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think Chamayev's going to fight at a reckless pace uh, in Abu Dhabi. He's going to try to, he's going to try to make it something that it, and it's, it's going to backfire on him. He's not going to fight a smart. He's not going to. Have, he's going to show a low fight IQ to impress everybody there, and it's going to backfire. And I think Usman's going to be able to get. Well, him. one of the things I think that's going to help uh, Kamaro is he's got a friend that he fought, and you know had a knockout win against Gilbert Burns, who had a good fight with mm-hmm. Chimaev, and he was able to train around Gilbert, get some information from him. All of those things, those help. Those little things that someone someone caught inside of the cage with him and saw. Those are little things that, you know, when you put those in the back pocket, you know, okay, this is this mm-hmm. is what I need to do. I look at it, I said, if this fight ends early, I think it's Chimaev winning. If yeah. it goes the distance, I'm going with Kamaru Usman. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I would agree with you. Next fight, you got uh, Magomed Ankalaya versus Johnny Walker. It's a good fight, John. It is a good fight. It's, a, it's fight. an interesting fight, and it's one I, I want to see. You know, look, I've had a lot of talks with Johnny Walker. I like Johnny Walker. He's a good mm-hmm. guy. And for a while, he was fighting in a way that was not intelligent, not smart, and it was costing him. And he's gotten himself back. He works at uh, SBG in Ireland with John Cavanaugh now. He's been fighting intelligently, and he's been getting wins. And he needs to do the same thing against Ankalaev. In fact, if he does anything other than that, he will not get a win against Ankalaev because Ankalaev yeah. is a very solid, you know, steady, you know, just solid fighter as far as he's not super exciting in the, in what he does, but he likes to stand up. He can wrestle. He doesn't yeah. a lot of the times, but you know, when he, when he gets rolling in the stand up, he's a guy that you got to look at. He's, he's trouble because he does have power in his hands too. Yeah. Uncle I have, he's very defensive. He's got a very good game plan on the feet. Normally is he doesn't really take a lot of chances, Nope. but he's, he's a very technical fighter. He's slow and systematic. Yes, he is. But he but just keeps on just keeps on rolling at you. He does. But this is where Johnny Walker from the old might play a big factor in this fight here is because if he goes and throws punches and kicks from 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 
from positions that fighters don't normally throw them from, he may have some success. Johnny Walker well, fights a little. He fights careless sometimes. If you if you think about it, one of the things about Johnny Walker, if you watch his fights and where he does a lot of damage is when people do try to take him down. Look, he's so long mm-hmm. that he's tough to take down. As far as if you get that, to that single leg, you're in trouble. He's going to end yeah. up hitting you with shots, and he he does has he does a great job of actually gaining distance and then bringing you close to him to land with power. So. Ankalaev needs to be careful about how he goes about taking Johnny Walker down based upon his length and what Johnny does when you go for that single leg. You get him in the double leg, he kind of comes off his feet. You go for the single leg, he makes you pay. I don't think he I don't think that Uncle Live's gonna try to wrestle. I think he's gonna try to keep either. it on the feet. He's just gotta survive that first two and a half minutes. He's gotta make him respect Uncle Live's gotta make Walker respect him early in the fight. Don't come out here and start throwing reckless and careless against me because if I touch you a couple times, you'll be asleep. Yeah. That's what Uncle Live needs to do. Now, Johnny yeah. Walker, to me, I think he needs to go out there and fight a little reckless in the beginning of the fight because I've noticed that Uncle Live doesn't handle that pressure, that aggressiveness really well, especially early because he's still trying to get the read. He's still trying to figure out how fast you are, how hard you hit. He's someone that just, he's a thinker in there. Yeah. You and look at the really, Blahovich fight. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, he's out there trying to think about how I can do this, how I can do that, and like, hey, boy, when you do this, what can I do back? And when you, I can see his brain working as he's out there. He's trying to systematically pick you apart. So I believe that if Johnny Walker's going to have success, he's going to have to have, bring a little bit of that unorthodox style of stand-up. Punches yeah. that come from different angles, that could potentially land. Because if you just try to go out there and be textbook with Uncle Live, he's going to pick you apart. He's going to touch you, boom. He's going to parry your punch, jab you right back. He's going to do all these things. And uh, and in the wrestling, I think if the fight hits the ground, I think it's going to be on Kalaev. He's got to be on top. But I yeah. think it, there's there's some uh, there's some damage he can do from that top position. And I think if he does get the takedown, it'll be because Johnny Walker overextended, left himself out of position, and on Kalaev took an easy takedown. Yeah. So, good but, fight, I mean, though. I look, that's going to be a good fight. Yep. All right, we got Ikram Aliskerov against Warley Alves. This is an interesting fight. I, man, I tell you what, I, I haven't seen Warley Alves for a while, and I look at this and I go, mm-hmm. man, that's a tough fight to come back. And when's the last, can you do me a favor, Dave, pull up the last time Warley Alves? I know he was out for a while, then he came back, but then it seems like I haven't seen him for a while again. Yeah, there you go, Nicholas Dalby, okay. That, so January of 2023, that was the last time. It's been, what, yeah, 10 almost, months? Yeah, that's a long coming time. Coming up on a year. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, he's got two losses, so I mean, this may be a see you later, sucker kind of kind of fight. Yeah. Might be that way. You never yeah. know. It's a tough fight for him, though. I'm just it being is. honest in in looking at the two. I go, man, you 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 have got to be on point and be sharp, mm-hmm. and not make a mistake if you're going to get that win. But we'll see what happens. Yes, we will. Look, I'm a big fan of Saeed Nurmagomedov. <coughs> I love the way he fights, the way he throws people, the way he utilizes his stand-up, how fast he is on the takedowns and the takedown defense. I mean, I look at him and this. I'm like, man, this kid's the future. I know he's got some ways to go. He's got, he's got a, uh, he's got to clean up some things. You know, he's real good in the first two rounds, and then as he starts to slow down, like in his last fight, he started getting tired in that third round. Click on uh, Nurmagomedov there. I'm trying to remember who he fought, but I noticed in that third round he started getting a little tired. I believe he lost. Oh, he lost his last fight. That's yeah. right, Jonathan yeah, look, Martinez. Look, look who he lost. Sorry, to. yeah, Martinez is tough, man. 
it's tough. We just so watched yeah, it. Yeah, maybe I was thinking of the fight. No, I wasn't thinking of the fight before that. I was thinking of the Martinez fight. Yeah. So I just I've noticed that he he tends to slow down. The pressure gets to him a little bit, or he he fights with so he doesn't fight. You you can't you can't run your gas tank in the red the whole time and expect sure. the gas to last the full three rounds. Yeah. And and so he was revving that engine up the whole time, and it just showed. He started getting tired, started making mistakes, and. One thing less to the next, and then next you know he was, he was down on the cards. But hey, but I love the way he fights. He's he's uh he's a tough fighter. He's really good. I'm looking forward to him making some changes in this fight. I was trying to remember if it was his last fight. Uh good fight though. It should be uh, it should be fun to watch. But John, the next yes. fight to me, yes, it's gonna go. be fun. It's gonna be action packed. It's gonna yep. be a great fight. Look, Tim Elliott is just he he's he's a gamer no matter what. I love the guy. He's crazy. He is a fighter's fight fighter and he's taken off a young stud i love this kid muhammad mokaev is he's good he's good mm -hmm. everywhere he's talented he's got he's got confidence he believes in himself <laughs> i saw a little, sometimes people call it cocky but he's, yeah, he's, well, he's a little he's bit of that too but, uh, i actually saw a little text thing where you know muhammad basically said that they were trying to make him not you know that tim elliott sent him candy because at the hotel there, they have a little candy thing for him, you know, you know, welcoming him to uh, United Arab Emirates. And Tim Gilly goes, everyone gets that, you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, look, Tim Elliott has been in there with the very best. Obviously, Mokayev is, uh, he's going to be the favorite in this fight. But don't be surprised if Tim Elliott just starts to systematically wear him down, wear him yeah. out, and all of a sudden the veteran and all the experience just is too much for young Mokayev to, to handle because he's done great so far. He is up against a guy that will not quit. Now, yeah. I'm going to tell you the more talented guy overall, you know, it's Mokayev. He's, he's good. I really I got nothing bad to say. His wrestling is outstanding. His stand-up is getting better. Tim is a guy that he'll take the fight to the ground. He'll stand with you. He'll go anywhere. And so I think the fight's going to be all over the place. I look at this fight a little bit like the main event, is that there's a lot of pressure on that guy, Mokayev, to 10-0. Yeah. And you have a guy who he understands where he's at in his career. He's 19-12-1 and 12 and 1 is his record. But he's fought the who's who in the sport, especially in the flyweight division. I mean, and what he was able to do, which got him in to the UFC, and what he, what he was able to do then, and... Now you look at what he's like, look, I fought guys as good as you. I fought guys better than you. Better than you. You know, and he's thinking to himself, and I made those I made those guys work. Yep. All he's got to do is make him work. He makes him work for the full three rounds, and this guy can go forever. Tim Elliott can go forever. Three rounds, walk in the park, Kazanski. Yeah. <laughs> easy, easy fight. Yeah. Uh, I look at this fight. It's going to be a fun fight, man, because Tim Elliott's like, I know where I'm at in my, in my career. I know where I know where you are at. A win over you puts me right into that talk of like, okay, look, does Tim have another run in him? This can Tim get back to a title shot? Is it a, is it there? Mokayev's got all the pressure on him to deliver in this fight. It's gonna be a yeah. fun fight though. Tim Elliott's gonna make this thing make it very interesting. Yep. Uh, John, is there anything else on here you want to talk yeah, about? Any other fighters? You've got to talk about Javid Basharat against Victor Henry. That's a good fight. Basharat is a freaking monster. That dude is so good. But Victor Henry is a gamer, man. He's got good stand-up. He's got good ground. He will stand with anybody. 
and he's going to have to be on his uh, best behavior against Basharat and the way Basharat goes after the fight, but that, that's an awesome fight. All right, all right. I'm going to have to look up who this young guy is down here who's 11-0. and 0. His last name is uh, Magomedov. Shara But. Butian, Butian. Oh, that's the, I know. The, is, that's the guy with uh, one one eye. How yeah. are they letting him fight with Shara one Butian. eye? Huh? How He's good. He's good. Know, how are they letting him fight with one eye? Well, every place is different. That's why he's fighting in in Abu Dhabi. You know, this is Jeez. not. Let's be honest. The the, the UFC is regulating themselves, so they're saying, yeah, you can fight here. Wow. I I like it. You know, there's a kid named uh, Dre Miley. Dre Miley out of oh. Knoxville, <laughs> who is about one eye, Michael Bisbee. Well, Mike ended up that way, but you know he kept going and won a championship that way. Fucking savage! So God bless him. Yes, but uh, there's a kid named Dre Miley out of Knoxville who is same thing. He's got one eye, and he's been trying to get into Bellator and different things. You know, trying to fight, and because of athletic commissions, they don't want him to yeah. fight. Because look at this is who he is. This kid, same thing. Magomedov here. He is this. I'm telling you, that dude can fight. Mm -hmm. I've watched him. He's a monster. I look at I look at guys like um, that have one you know, that have have something like that. Like there's been a lot. Um, uh, Nick Newell. Yeah, like, one they can fight, man. Nick yeah. Newell just he made it to day two at fucking ADCC trials last yeah. weekend. Day I two. I told you the story about the one arm bandit. Right in California, I told you, you know the day. Baxter Humby, tell me again. Baxter Humby was a kickboxer in California. Oh yes, yes you he was, did. You did. He was a world champion. Yeah, and uh, you know, I one remember, arm. I watched him fight one time. Yeah, he's good. Yes, he you know, was. and uh, he wanted to fight MMA, and at the time, the California Athletic Commission, no, you can't fight. You know, you got one arm, you can't fight MMA. And it's but like, they let him fight. But they let him fight kickboxing. Yes, yeah, they the don't fuck. don't ask for logic. This is back no. when this wasn't Andy Foster. This was Armando Garcia who was special. Jeez. And so, yeah. you know, the whole thing was you know, they didn't. So we put him through a a, a workout, right? And it's at uh, Gokar Chavikian's gym. His and Gene LaBelle's, and you know, and all the guys they were, they're letting Baxter do so. So I ended up you know grappling with him. And I was like, look, I'm going to put you in bad positions. Just get out of them. Try to put me in bad positions, whatever you want. So we're going. And the first thing, I, I get side control on him, and he takes his arm, and he sticks it right in my neck, right <laughs> right in my leg, the, the stump of his arm. And I was like, you know, I'm like, all right, goddamn, right? That hurts, right? That sucks. Move it. Boom, right? Okay, I'm good. And as soon as I start to move, it goes right back in. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. He can do stuff that other guys can't do. Yeah. And this is this is awkward, oh, yeah. you know. And it was like, okay, we and we rolled through. And I was like, man, you gotta let this guy. You know, look, he he he's not the greatest grappler, but he understands mm -hmm. what he's doing, and he can do things that look I can't do. I can't get my arm to go in like yeah. some of the stuff he's doing. So they finally let him fight. He won. You know, it's like, of course, you know? what a stud. Yep. I mean, you gotta you gotta let these if they if they have the ability and they have the uh, ability the desire. to train hard and desire to do it. Hello. You gotta let them fight, man. Hell you gotta yes. let them go. Come Thank on. you. They're fucking out here making. Great, Miley. I hope they let you fight, man. Yeah. See, I agree. I agree. This can be a good. Uh, so you're saying I gotta keep an eye on. So I gotta watch the very first. Yeah, you gotta watch Bruno that first Silva. one, dude. You're gonna I like go. Bruno Silva, Ooh. man. He's good. Bruno Silva's a tough fighter. Yeah, he is a tough fighter. He's you know he, he's the one that went the distance with Alex Pereira, right? Yes. 
Yes. yes. Should be a good fight. Yeah. Should be a good fight. We'll see what this young buck can do. Man, last name of Magomedov, he's gonna be good. He's gonna, be, <laughs> he's gonna at least have he's gonna at least have some fucking uh, some fucking some talent. All right, hey, that's gonna wrap up our UFC talk for this weekend's pay per view. And uh let's go ahead and jump into something else. What else you got for us there, Dave? Oh geez. I wanna get your thoughts on the <laughs> oh, KSI Tommy Fury fight as draw, drawing over a million pay per view buys it was one point three was the number they're giving out. Um, and now Dylan Dennis is saying that now that he's shown what he can do for for selling fights, that he wants to go to the UFC. Ah! Well, well. Before we get onto this, though, go to OnlyFans.com/slash/WayneIn. <laughs> OnlyFans.com/slash/WayneIn. Subscribe to us over there. It is free. We want to thank you guys for continuing to follow us. And look, some special clips will be cut and um, put on to the OnlyFans from the Cain Velasquez and Bobby Green interview. So we're gonna put probably one extra cut over there. Go over there and check it out. Subscribe to us over there. It is free. We do not charge you guys. We want to thank you guys so much for um, continuing to support us, whether it's our merch at WayneInMerch.com or whether it's at OnlyFans.com slash WayneIn. Thank you, guys. All right, let's get into this KSI, Tommy Fury, Logan Paul, Dylan Dennis, drew over a million pay-per-view buys. Let's be honest. Maybe they did. But we also know that it's, it's, they, were on all, they were on several different platforms. It's going to be very difficult to pull that type of information within two, three days. It's almost True. damn near impossible. True. You won't it's actually estimated. get the real number. It's num- estimated. Yeah. It's estimated from the pre-sales yep. to, you know, and then they actually have to wait until how many credit cards were declined, how many people actually asked for refunds and fought it, how many times people just called their credit card company and say, I didn't buy that. So it's going to take some time for this whole thing to shake out. Maybe it did more than 1.3. Maybe it did less. I'm just going to simply say. Just the fact that that number comes up is yep. kind of amazing. Yeah, it is. I'll just, I'll just but remember what I out. told you. Remember what I told you. Do I, we were talking about this on the uh, was it on the Bobby Green. Anyways, we were talking about this on, on, on one of our show. I think on our last show. I believe they're going to keep Dylan. I believe the, that Bellator is going to keep Dylan Dennis. And you were saying like, oh, after that, yeah, maybe, you, you know. That, yeah, and, and everyone keeps saying, if Bellator doesn't cut them, they're stupid. I'm sorry, but let's just say Bellator is sold to PFL. PFL is going to, to a pay-per-view model. This is proof well, that and he you, can sell a fight and you also help have, sell a fight. You also have Logan's brother, Jake, who would sit there and say, all right, I'll fight you in an MMA fight. Well, I think Logan would fight him in an MMA fight. I think he would. I, and the other thing, though, too, John, here is, look, in this thing, look, when we were when this whole fight was leading up, did you even remember that KSI and Tommy Fury were on this fucking thing? Yeah, I, I didn't did. remember. I, did. I didn't remember it. Okay. I mean, like, I knew I that they were about, they were the main event because it's KSI's promotion. I get it. But at the end of the day, nobody was talking about Tommy Fury and KSI. They were talking about Dylan Dennis blowing up uh, Logan's fiance. Yeah. And that's what built this fight. Absolutely. You know, which is insane to me that he didn't actually ask for pay-per-view points. What a knucklehead. <laughs> you know, I, I don't even understand. Like, you obviously don't have... I don't know if you... Who's his manager? I don't Who's think he has... I don't know. Anyways. Dude, okay, let's be honest. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, leave it alone. <laughs> I mean, he had, he had Phil Hawes and Peter Queeley in his corner. You know, both guys are good guys. Both guys mm-hmm. are tough fighters, MMA fighters. They're not boxers, okay? So 
really what was what was Dylan Dennis doing? Did Dylan Dennis, you know, do anything that was, you know, conventionally smart in this? No. Look, Except uh, the way he sold it. He yeah, sold it. he sold it. I gave him a little bit of credit <coughs> oh, on the shoot. show the week the, the the show we did right after the fights. I said, look, he had a good game plan in terms of walk forward, cover yeah, up. You have a good if, good game plan if, to walk and put pressure if you're going to throw. If you're going to throw. That's yeah, that's what I said in the last show. I was saying if, if you're going to throw, that's a good game plan. And I got he murdered. He couldn't even like, hit oh. the damn security guard. <laughs> he missed him by that uh, much. I mean, he pretty much gave his back in that situation too, right? Against the, the bartender or the bouncer. No, 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 no. Oh, when no, the, I'm sick. When, when Logan Paul's security, security guy came in. came in, he swung at him and he missed him by that much. <laughs> but if you're fighting someone like Logan Paul and Dylan kept saying he was on juice, all these things, if you're fighting someone who you believe is on juice, you want to okay. put pressure on him. You want to make him fight. You want to make him tired. You want So when he came out doing what he did with this whole shell game, I thought to myself, it's not a bad game plan. Not a bad game plan. Not a bad Do that for two rounds as he starts punching himself out. Okay, then I'll go ahead and start attacking. The attacks never came. That was one. But then two is, this. what does this say, John, about the level of this type of boxing? You got Logan who, who boxed Floyd Mayweather, and it was actually a, he made, kind of made Logan look like he wasn't that bad. And then he fights well, Dylan Dennis. He definitely made Logan look like he wasn't that bad because Logan proved in this fight exactly where his levels at. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say in this fight he is he's hor- he he couldn't crack an egg with his punches. Well, it's because he's throwing arm he, punches. Yeah, and he looked horrible. It looked it looked it was embarrassing. I gotta be honest, it was embarrassing that I spent three hours of my life watching it. <laughs> well, you know, we have to. We have a podcast. I know, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. Um, but look, if these numbers are true. I mean, who am I to argue and say, hey, you guys yeah. obviously put something together. You know, yeah. good job. I mean, you got to look, there's there's only so much you can say. But when you're pulling numbers like this, uh, UFC's not pulling numbers like this. No, one point. Well, they and have. One, they we're have. Talking, we're talking right now, John. I'm not talking no, about not, fucking not, 10 not, years not ago. Not right now. No. Okay. I'm not talking about 10 years ago. I'm talking about right now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, it's, hey, it's been. I have a question. I want to know. I want Dave. Uh, go ahead, Dave. No, you go ahead. Well, I want to know when the last time the UFC did over a million pay-per-view buys. Uh, it was recent. Um, was it? Yeah, I'm trying to think of the fight. Max and no, not Max and Volk, but uh, I, I want to say I want to say it was uh, I even Connor. Does that does that go by date or yeah? See, it goes by pay-per-view. So you got to look it up. That's something like that. So a million ends right here. So when did they do it? Two forty-six. It was Cerrone uh, versus McGregor. They have it. Oh wait, Davis Garcia. Um, oh, this is this is no, no. That UFC. that's a uh, that's a boxing, boxing event, dude. Yeah, Cerrone versus McGregor did one something. Yeah, Poirier versus um, Poirier McGregor. McGregor Twenty twenty-one. Oh. One five? I did it up one point five? Yep. Good for them. Fucking savages. Poor McGregor two did fucking a lot more than that at one point six. Yeah. Two fifty seven, so what was yep. Nate? One point six was Nate. Nate, Nate was Diaz and McGregor. One point six. Diaz and well. McGregor. One point six. Yeah, one point six as the well. The second one did one point six. Wow. 
And then you got Khabib and, and best, McGregor. That's the best one they've ever had is Khabib. Yeah, 2.4. Yeah. Damn, that's fucking big. That's a big one. Did Dylan blow his wad with uh, the way that he did this? Did this so like is can he promote another fight with a similar type of craze? Because he had like he had political media picking up on what he was doing because it was so out, it was so like out there um, and brash. But can he can he put can he do that again and sell the same number of pay per views or um, like does he have another game in him a different type of game in him that he can bring to the table that will that that will sell the same number of pay per views. I don't think he's going to sell the same number of pay-per-views, but I think he's got another game in him. I don't know what it is, but I know this. When you're good at shit talking, you find ways to troll other people pretty easily. And he's, he's, he's good at it. Whether, whether it was trolling Ariel Hawani on his own show or whether it was trolling Logan Paul's fiance. I mean, he finds ways to get under people's skin. And when you get under people's skin, more people start posting about it. Negativity sells, man. There's no doubt about it. And he finds ways to 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 bring light to whatever your flaws are and that gets under people's skin and that's what makes him popular then that gets retweeted that gets reposted that gets shared around to all these other platforms and eventually the media just starts grabbing a hold look what he's doing look what he's saying and they run with it you can say what you want man i mean if like i said he's he's the reason why that card i'm not going to just say simply tommy fury and ksi sure they're the main event no but I don't think it would have done. I don't think it would have done one three if it wasn't for for Dylan Dennis. The amount of media attention that thing got because of him, him, go, him going after fight. Paul's fiance. That was the big thing. But if 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 Bellator is to to end up going to PFL, you know PFL end up buying Bellator, they'd be stupid to get rid of him. <laughs> and he him 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 making his con. You know he had. I think I saw him do an interview. He said, "Yeah, I'm thinking about going. You know, I'd rather, I'd rather go to the UFC because I I just proved I could sell a fight." Okay, but you're you have a contract with another company, and if you're the PFL, knowing you're going to be going to a to a pay per view format consistently, I'm not letting you go. I'm you know we had this conversation the other day, and you're like, "Uh, well, I could see them letting him go because of the antics in the K, you know, in the ring, you know, try to hit takedowns during boxing. I'm sorry, but the PFL doesn't own a boxing uh, promotion. Nah, they might. Yeah, they might, they may, but they don't. They don't right now. And they're not. And and if you're absorbing his his contract, his contract is for MMA. Yeah, that's true. So if I'm, I'm going to bring him over, I'm going to bring you over to fight MMA. We know you're better on the ground, anyways. I don't really. I not only people want to see him box again. So, but we know you can sell a fight. So I'm going to try to utilize that as best I can. Yeah, I think I think I think that this will prove that the had he done shitty numbers, they they might have let him go, but. Yeah, I don't think so. Congratulations, Dylan. You won. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, kind of. I mean, had you asked for pay-per-view points, you would have definitely won. Oh, yeah. Jeez, man. Jeez. Yeah. These guys. But you can't knock these guys for uh, for doing what they're doing. People are paying. People are paying for this, obviously. It's insane to me. Insane. All right, what else you got for us, Dave? All right, let's move over here. Uh <laughs> Uh, Islam puts a post out on Instagram today showing Khabib in the treadmill and he says that he, uh, Khabib could come back. He was asked if Khabib could come back and beat Strickland for the 185 belt and he said Khabib could easily come back right now because he's not missing practice. He could easily come back right now and, and beat Sean for the belt. Thoughts? 
Uh, I mean, I've seen him train and spar with guys at 185 pounds that were top level guys. I've seen him take them down. I've seen him control them. I mean, go back and look at some videos of him training. Guys that with are 205 over. pounds, guys that are heavyweight. Yeah, come on. Yep. Like, I mean, uh, let's be honest. The if you were going to take a look at the UFC right now in the 170 pound division, Leon Edwards, I think, is a fantastic fighter. He's going to have a hard time stopping Khabib in the takedown. Now, could could Leon knock him out? Yep. And if he doesn't, he's going to end up getting taken down and ground out. It's going to be a tough fight for him. Sean Strickland, same thing. Could Sean Strickland beat him in the stand-up? Yep. But he could get taken down, too, which could be. Habib was able to do that against everyone. Now, different size. Could it be different? Sure. But if he got him down, he's going to wear him out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, like everyone's going to say I'm being biased, but I, I think I'm not being could. biased. I'm just being yeah. honest. I mean, like, don't get me wrong, in both those fights, whether it be Leon Edwards or whether it be Sean Strickland, both of them catch him on the chin and put him to sleep. Sure. There's no doubt about it. Um, the physical size of Strickland might give might pose him a little bit of problems because he is a little bit taller, a little bit, you know. But Strickland was a 170-pounder for a long time. He's six yeah. one. No, I get it. Two. But I Habib's know. my height. It's not yeah. like he, he's not he's not tall. He's, he's my height. No, he's, he's taller. Not, than, he's, he's he's definitely taller. He's than not taller than me. You shut he's your fucking definitely mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna jump through this thing and just. <laughs> no, he's he's not taller than me. But he is. Um, you know, he's he's his legs and his shoulders and his back. Everything. He's back definitely a lot thicker. Yeah. yeah, he's got a big back and uh, yeah, he's he's gifted, man. Like he understands. But look, he's not coming back. I don't even know why we're like. It's good if it's good if, to think about this type of stuff and fun, but he ain't coming back. No, he'll never fine. come back. He's that's he's fine. he's living a good life right now, a very good life, enjoying time with his family, his kids, his mom, and you know, and uh, he stops in and visits the boy and visits the guys when he can to to give him some push and some motivation. Good for him. I'm happy for him. Uh, happy for him and his family. You know, and uh, and definitely with Islam now, it's like he's just taking over. The whole father's plan thing is working out, working out the way it's supposed to. I mean, if you did the numbers, you got Umar, Usman, and Habib. Put their numbers together, 63-0. and 0. Yeah. Jesus, criminy. <laughs> what the freak? 63-0, and 0, insane. But, hey, good stuff. I mean, it's, it's wishful thinking, but it's, uh, it's fun to think about, but he ain't coming back. What else you got for us? All right, everybody's seen the Canelo McGregor uh, back and forth on X now. Do you guys think that mm -hmm. we end up with a boxing match? Connor's also talking. Well, you got to read it out so so people at home can understand what we're doing. People that are listening to us versus uh, watching us. So um, Connor McGregor says, "Saw you you un you uncooked chicken. I'll stomp the ligaments out of your knee joint." Oh wait, that's already after. There's another response. You read the first yeah, response. So <laughs> where's Canelo's? Oh, that's in response. It was Connor actually who posted something, and then Canelo answered, and then he, and then what? You act like a little. Got... It says it's a response, but you I can't go. But keep on going. No, you had right there. Stop. Okay. You just popped it back against. So you want? Okay. You want to <laughs> push hear? that post again? Stop right there. Yes. That's Canelo Alvarez saying you act like a little kid. And no, there's a, there's a was the original one that came up before okay. that one. So Connor had said something before that. They gave uh, Canelo the response. They they made Canelo respond. Right, here, I'm, I'm pulling it up. I, dun, dun, dun. Come on, Dave. You're supposed to be I, I had, I had it, um, Pull it up. 
It's because Mike, of logging. Yeah, I, I mean, I only texted to you. Jamie doesn't have I only, these problems. I only, yeah, Jamie. Jamie doesn't have these problems. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Get me on a $10, $10 million budget. Oh, uh, well, not, then you, we can't not, get there if you don't do your job. Well, yeah, it's really. Geez, <laughs> yes. Let's not talk about the money that people have lost here. Oh, All right, geez. password. Oh, now we're entering a password. This is good. This is this is right on top yep, of it. Sure is. <laughs> so he's right talking. There. He's talking about Canelo versus Floyd in the beginning. Mm -hmm. One of the greatest performances in professional boxing. This was. I landed more shots on Floyd than Canelo. I'd love another go. And then, then he said, "No, no, not him." Then it goes. Then it goes to Canelo. Canelo answers. I just need one. I just need one hand with you, and I don't need to throw so many punches. <laughs> he laughs. Sends like a laughing emoji. Yep. Saw you uncooked chicken. I'll stomp the ligaments out of your knee joint. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? I don't even need hands to end you. I'll kick you raw pink. <laughs> Leave you looking like you were left out in the sun too long. Ha ha, freckle arse. I will see you and we will see. Canelo is a cornflake. No sugar. And then Canelo replies the last time back. His last one back at him is. Scroll up, Dave. Yeah, yeah, Scroll yeah. Up, I'm Dave. bringing you over here. You act like a little kid. You have a big mouth and you know how to talk shit well. But when the fight comes, you always quit. <laughs> I mean, they, they're going back and forth on this. I mean. Yeah, it ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. I mean, it would. Uh, <laughs> it's it one of those. It's one, smoked. Look, I know. He will John, get smoked. I, I'm still a firm believer that Floyd Mayweather bet on himself to take Connor out in the 10th. Oh, no doubt in my mind. And when he bet on himself, he's like, look, I'm going to make so much money. Because, look, I remember those odds. I remember those odds being as the fight went on and I was doing prop bets at that time. And I still do prop bets. But betting, you know, based on what round the fight would get finished, mm -hmm. that round was going to make a lot of money. Had it went to the 10th, it made more in the 11th than the 12th. But, I mean, I think him, he was just like, look, I, you know, if I get go on too long, whatever, I think he bet on himself to get him out of there in tenth, and he knew what he was doing. I mean, he he carried it a little bit, he just had oh, to avoid the big it. shots, yeah, you know, and he got him out of there. Impressive, impressive stuff. But Canelo, Canelo doesn't have that type of mentality. No, Canelo, Canelo has a will try to like, take his head off. Yeah, you're out of here, dude. I, I want right. to show the world you don't belong in here with me, and I that's want right. to get you out of here quick. You know, may fill you out in the first round, but that second round, I'm done with you. I'm done. Let the world know what level you really are. You'll yep. never get back in a boxing ring again. Yep. Certain fighters are just built that way. Oh yeah, yeah. That's you know, look, they have they have no desire to to be your friend and to carry you and to make you and to make the world feel like you're no, better than well, you know, than you this are. Is, this is where Floyd Floyd was a thinker. When it, what was Floyd mm -hmm. always thinking about? Money. How do I make more money? Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. he's he's shown what was important to him. That's that's all good. But I yeah. I just look at it it's like Connor, don't. Don't big mistake, big mistake won't happen. Well, I hope everyone enjoys uh, the UFC that is coming up. It's going to be a fantastic show. But before that, on this show, we have got a fantastic interview with Bobby Green. He was a little bit toasted, just a little bit, just a little <laughs> bit high when we were talking to him, but he was fun and he was real. 
And it's one of the things that I love about Bobby Green. So I hope you enjoy our interview with the king, Bobby Green. Well, now we are lucky enough to have a guy that is absolutely on fire in his last couple of fights. He fights so much. That's one of the things I love about him. And he's one of the best guys you could ever meet. We have got Bobby Green here with us. My man, what are you doing sitting in the car? You, you got to be in the car to talk to us. Uh, <laughs> I'll be so busy, man. Y'all caught me in the middle of something. One of my cars broke down. And so I had to stop by my mechanic's house real quick and to get him to work on my shit. Nice. So he stopped in the middle of it. You guys said 2 o'clock, and then all of a sudden it was like, hey, you can go 20 minutes. I'm like, fuck it, let's just do it. <laughs> well, hey, we were talking off we, air. He, we were talking off air, John, before you came on, because John was late as normal. Uh, you know, so. <laughs> so then, and by the way, it's John's birthday today. Big John's birthday today. Happy, happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday, fucking. Fucker. Thank you, brother. 74 years old, man. He looks good, huh? Bobby, four fucking many do, many Fuck, do. He looks good. I told Bobby I was forty-five. He didn't believe me, John. Yeah, you are forty, dude. I will tell you what, that's probably the first time he has actually given the true age. He always says he's fifty. Always he is forty-five. Just turned forty-five. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe. It. I'm like, there's no fucking way. There's I'm no like, way that right. you fought a man that, that was that old. You would have had more respect <laughs> yes. for your elders. Man, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, Bro, and so I'm like, that's eight years older than me. And I'm like, how does that play out? Like he, I'm like, yeah, so that means that if I was 23, he, I was fighting him at 30, and I'm like doing the math. I was fighting at 34. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was old, man. Yeah. No, I was like, then when we fought, I think I was 36, 36 or 37. I think I was 36 when we fought. I was about to turn I'll say 36. I was about okay. to turn 37. I okay, think. Yeah, somewhere. In, okay, there we go. That makes yeah, sense. That makes I was sense. about to be 37. Yeah. Man, you were beating up on your elders, bro. What's up? <laughs> Guys, show me some love. And I was even saying that that makes this, that make your career even doper. Like <laughs> I didn't know that was your age, so it's like that you like you're just like you running me with the whole keeping that shit going for such a long time. Where hey, I'm still fight with young bucks at this time. Yeah, you know? it was, I had a good career, man. I'm happy with it. I'm blessed with it. You know, everything was good. But man, look. I talk about my career all the time on this podcast. People don't want to hear my shit. Let's talk about you. <laughs> like, there you man, go. you were on. You you you've been looking slick for a while now. You know, you've been looking slick, and I mean, like you and I were talking off air. You you normally don't like to do podcasts. You're like, but hey, I appreciate you coming on. That was one thing, and two is you know you're like you try to keep them as uh as uh, low key as possible. And I think that you have been looking so good lately. You know, the win over Tony Ferguson, you got it back for me. I actually was like, thank you. Hold it. A submission. A submission. A submission. submission. Whoa, stop. <laughs> like what? Like, yeah, bro. you know, so the win for me, I was like, man, you got it back for me. Okay. Okay. I feel good about it. You know? And then, uh, and then just look, everybody I think was kind of counting you out in the Grant Dawson fight, but not this guy. Not this guy, okay? Not not these guys, I should say. Not these guys. Yeah, I was gonna say, okay, I, there you go. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, I got a clip, and that's what brought me. I've got my. Uh oh. Somebody sent me a clip, and I'm like, oh, let me check this out. And so I'm like, okay, Josh is talking cool. Josh is talking up. Me and Josh just showed a, a shared a battlefield, so I can get it. Like <laughs> he understands my game, and, and he gets yeah. it. real recognizes real. But then John was uh -oh. like, you know, uh oh, yeah, Bobby. <laughs> Bobby, you know he can just take you. He's, uh, or he said Dawson's got so many more advantages. I'm like, uh, whoa, 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 whoa! You need to pull that one up because I never said he's got so many. You can't take his left leg, but he gets right leg. Ah, right I did. Leg. I did say you like giving the one leg, and that's true. 
He's you set people up with that. He's thing, here. Man. He's here right now to talk shit to Big John, not to me. Yeah, I'm okay like with it. that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Bro. I came from Big John today. I'm like, uh, interesting. I'm like, watch this. I'm going to run Paul. Just for that, I was going to run Southpaw. That's why I ran, I ran up to Southpaw. Uh, because I want to see, like, hey, he said he's going to grab my right leg. So watch uh, this. Uh, i leg out there and see what's up. I love that. That's awesome. Well, you, you made uh, incredibly quick work of a very good up-and-coming fighter, but that's the real question of we're watching you, and there's something about, and, and this is like what we're talking about with Josh. When Josh was 36, he was fighting you, and you had speed. You have not slowed down, and it's one of the amazing things that you know, you're, you're now that age that when Josh – you know, fought you basically, and you have not slowed down at all. How is it you've maintained the speed? Um, I think it's the way we train. You know, um, my head coach Sam Mason. You know, um, great guy. He's in charge of all my striking stuff. You know, he always and make sure we're moving fast. Make sure those hands are coming fast. I don't train for uh, slow or anything like that. Like the guys that will be doing like the slow, slow uh, shadow boxing. No, I'm going fast and still keeping it realistic. Um, there's a lot of things I don't know. Just the way we spar and we move constantly every day keeps you sharp. Yeah, I mean, you look you look good. I'm I'm looking at like why is it why is it that or I shouldn't say why? How is it that you developed this style? Because when you and I fought, you were you moved a lot in terms of you kind of rolled your shoulders a lot. You kind of stand a little you stand a little bit more square. Now you're a little bit more bladed. Now you're, you know, you kind of give like that lead leg. But then on top of it, though, too, you're you're using more of that uh, that style where uh, where you're kind of hiding behind your shoulder. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So, like, but this ask me this, like, where did this come from? Where did you develop it? Because you didn't really have this when you and I fought. Nah, bro. I I had that too. Um, I I uh, I think at the time. When we fought, I didn't have Sam Mason as my mm -hmm. coach. And so what happened was my dad, uh, you see a lot of videos, you see with my dad and stuff, and him got together. But uh, before that, I was with another coach from Riverside. And so that coach, got me and him, we got high before <laughs> my fights. Like, I fought on 24 hours notice. And so he got high with me. I was like, man, after the fight, I was like, man, you got me high before the fight. You're probably not a good coach. So I left that guy. <laughs> You, know? you don't so, say. You don't say. <laughs> <laughs> so then I went to the next coach, and I ended up beating my dad. And so we started doing our thing there. Um, we've been training for years. Everything having success. Um, I fought you with my dad. Okay. And so at the time, he's more uh, jujitsu based. I trained with this guy Sam Mason some, but uh, I hadn't really met Sam yet like that. So training like where. I trained consistently with Sam. So then Jake went to jail. I met Sam. I told Sam, hey, my dad's in jail. He's going to be doing two years. When he gets out, I'm going back to him. But in that time, we could do business together. And I started messing around with them. They started teaching me how to strike. And I learned how to do all my striking and stuff. So then I learned all that stuff. Jake came back. He came back out of jail. And so now I'm like, hey, i got to go back to my dad now. we got money to make together, you know. And so I went back to start training him. That's when I fought you is that. Like, I had to stand up from Sam, but then I started doing my own thing over here with Jake. Yeah. And so I didn't have Sam in at, at that point. Then I ended up leaving Jake and going back to Sam, where I've been fighting this last, I uh, say you say, stint of where I've been, yeah. like, where I've been coming out with the striking and all that. 
It's coming from Sam Mason. Can you tell me the story, though? DC tries to tell me this story. I want to hear it from you, though, because, you know, when you hear things from DC, things can kind of get blown out of proportion somewhat. So DC said that you had called him and told him that you were looking to come to AKA, like, probably like a month before when you and I fought. Like, hey, I want to come up and train. He's like, let me check with Josh. And I told him you could come. I said, yeah. I said, Bobby can come. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, and then, and then, you know, then the UFC called me when Michael Johnson pulled out of my fight with him on two weeks notice, 10 days notice, whatever. And you took the fight. Like where, like, how did all that come about? Was that true? Was it not true? Like, um, so yeah, it's true. Uh, I don't know about the timing, about all of it or how that works about, about the timing. I'm not sure. I smoked too much fucking weed, but <laughs> I remember talking to him. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I'll come fuck with you, you know, like, because I looked up to Cormier and I looked up to Jones. I looked up to all the black men that did it, you know what I mean? And so, like, I'm like, man, he got wrestling, wrestling. I want to go here and learn some wrestling, wrestling. Like, I got high school wrestling, but he got some wrestling, wrestling, you know? And so to get around that type of shit would have been dope, you know? Um, I think that, like, at that time, I was just looking for uh, a good gym that was like, I thought I needed the big gym, you know? And I and have all these bodies and stuff. And then after that, at that point, like I think somewhere around there, my dad my brother got killed. That's mm-hmm. a, that's the most thing like I was gonna tell you, like, there's so many things important about your fight. Whenever I see you, I think of my little brother, you know? My brother died, I got killed a few weeks prior to you to fighting you. And so I'm in this hard time. I can't pay for my funeral. The UFC pays for my brother's funeral for me. Um and then the fight comes with you. And so it was like a, a dedication to him. So it's symbolic of that too when I fought you. Um, so yeah, uh, it was true, but I don't know the exact timing. But all I know is that I started getting cool with the Diaz's now and I recognize, oh, you slept Diaz. And so I'm like, hey, I don't know if I can go over there now. It's like, it just kind of yeah. gonna make it hard for me. Like, I'm NDA, bro. I fuck with NDA. And so. <laughs> I was like, man, but now it made it to the point where I had to get yeah. you, and it, it popped up, you know. But I've always been cool with Corey. Corey's my dog, and I always wanted to train. But once that shit started happening, I was like, ah, uh, I don't know, I can do yeah. that now. Like, we gonna feel some, I felt some way about it, just like he felt some way about it, you know. It's the fighting shit, but some of those ones, when you get those ones. Like, well, that one's a nasty I, I ain't got I ain't got nothing against you or Nick or Nate or whatever. I mean, Nick still says hi to me when I see him, but Nate don't even look in my direction. I don't even I don't know <laughs> yeah, I don't know, yeah. man. But like, it's it's the fight game, man. Like, we're older. Like, when you, when you get to my age, which I, it's so funny that I'm saying I'm telling younger people this, John. I'm saying when you get to my age, <laughs> you're gonna look back and be like, damn, you know, we we shared a cage together, or you're gonna be like, damn, I used to train with him. No, no, nah, bro, you know? nah. I think exactly how you yeah. think. Okay, I'm not them. Yeah. Like, because to be honest, I felt kind of weird just taking the, the phone call, like, I mean, to even yeah. do it. But I said, like you said, you shared a cage. When I shared a war, the cage is where shit with you. I'm like, I'm the type, I'm a different type. I'm like, bro, that shit's significant to me. That actually means something yeah. to me. You know, it's, it's like, like, I got art pieces in that, and to be honest, you're a part of an art collection to me, you know? It's just the, the Josh Thompson. <laughs> you know, some of my fights, the Josh Thompson, cool. you know? And so in your fight, I want to tell you, like, everybody asked me about, like, what's the hardest fight you ever had, you know? Yeah. I go, man, they're all different in different yeah. ways, you know what I mean? And I can't say somebody's harder than the rest. Like, there were things that I maybe went through physically more here, but there was other things I battled mentally over here or something, yeah. you know? Like, 
So for the significance with you is your fight is you were the most brainy, you know, the most uh, thinking fighter that I fought, you know? I could see your mind the way it was working. You were like, all right, I'm going to try this. I'm trying this combination. I'm coming off this way. All right, now I'm not going to I'm having success with that. Now I'm going to try maybe go head kick up because it seemed like his hands are low. So I'm going to try head kick up. I'm going to try do this fake to a shot now. You were thinking so many different approaches to finding my weakness, yeah. you know? And I can see, oh, shit, he's going, nice switches, Dan, to do this. Nice switches, Dan, to do this. I'm like, oh, shit. He keeps changing the plays, changing the plays, and I got to react to, oh, I know what you're doing now. Oh, you're going to try this now. Yeah. And so you were the most thinking fighter. I'm like, fuck, the plays keep changing. Yeah, he burned that ability out because all that thinking, he used it all up early because now he doesn't think at all. I'm just telling you. <laughs> and all that hits are settling yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and half, and a lot of them are from you, man. What the hell? <laughs> it was that speed. It was that speed that got me at my old age. You were beating up on the old people. Um. Uh, all right, but hey, let's uh let's let's move on past past our fight and stuff. But let's talk about what's going on with you. Um, you know, I think you're having a lot of success right now. You know, big win over Tony, big win, big win over Grant Dawson. I mean, where do you see yourself right now in that UFC fold? I mean, are we looking to get? Are we are we looking to make that one more title run? Maybe even two if we can squeak it in there. What are we looking? What where is your mind at? What you're looking at? Or do you care? Yeah. Uh. uh... That's a great questions, guy. Um, I feel like kind of like, kind of like a uh, mixed feelings. Like one, I feel like more of a BMF guy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, and and meaning that like, I'm trying to be above the belt. And to be honest, my numbers. If we want to do the numbers and numbers, you no know, disrespect to your boy, but I could outdo the numbers of Islam. You know, I could outdo the numbers. And so, it's more so about having that buzz, having that that the people being with the people and being connected with your, with your crowd and, and your, uh, and what you're doing, you're following more so than anything else. Um, that's one thing, but, but two, I also feel like, yeah, I do want to kind of do the, the, the belt thing because people feel like you're not worthy until you've had men in con- title contention, you know? So I have mixed feelings. I mean, are you look, I mean, you said belt, but are you looking at more towards like the BMF or are you like you, Hey, let's I want, put me out there. I want to get that fight. Try to get that. Oh, that's the last thing I'm saying. I don't even focus on that. I focus on my bucket list. Okay, I'm like more of a fun guy than than like the guy who's so serious. You guys are too serious. Yeah. You know, um, I'm trying to get this career, and I either go make this, get this title run, and get this. And I'm like, man, the title come. Hey, my skills speak for themselves. At the end of the day, I will always show my skills, and my shit's fun. It's wild. It's, it's entertaining to watch. I mean, like you look. We know we know and your so, skills. I'm more so focused on the fun stuff, though. Like I'm focused on the ultimate fighter. If I can do the ultimate fighter, having a main event, those things were more important to me yeah. than focused on those title things. But like I said, there's a bit of me that can say yes. I do want to start focusing more on the title run, and so I'm going now for the top ten guys and being getting closer than that. Also, just to show my legitimacy more so than anything, you know, mm-hmm. is that I'm tired of feeling like people are like, "Who are you? Who are you?" It's more about those things that are important than. Then the uh, the bell shot guys is that yeah. I'm more of a household name where people gotta act respect your work. But I hear that all the time because oh you're in the top you're not top you're not even top fifteen or no you're just fifteen now and so I have to be somewhere I'm top ten so at least I can have credibility even though I've been top ten already before. Yeah, Bobby, you've been fighting for a long time. I know, I know you don't remember this. Who was your first fight? Do you even remember? Yeah, yeah, Neil Abrams. 
There you go. And Neil Abrams had come over. I never forget, he's your guy. He no, he came over to my gym that year, and and we had no idea about your abilities or anything. And I went and watched, and I was like, "Oh shit, this dude's way too good for Neil." <laughs> <laughs> it was like, what, what you, you know, see it was you were so flight. fast. I said we hadn't seen you anywhere. That was the whole point. We had, and then I'm, I was watching the fight, and I was like, "Oh, oh man, okay. you were so fast." And I was like, "Oh, you're way too fast for Neil." Yeah. <laughs> and it was so. But you look. You have fought everywhere, and you have been a mainstay now in the UFC. And and looking at, here's the one thing I always I've always looked at. At 155, you're not that big of a guy. Have you ever thought about going down to featherweight? You say I'm not big, but maybe no. I, I said you're not know. that big. I don't yeah. know. Compared compared to compared to guys like Islam, Islam's a big 155er. What do you think he walks around at? Oh, I know what he walks around at. He walks around around 185. 92, 90 to 92. I'll hit that too. <laughs> and I don't know if I'm just being a fat ass. You know, I don't know if it's just a fat ass. You know? No, I think, I think what I think what John's saying is that actual like uh body frame wise, you know, you're you're not you're not a huge guy compared to you know, compared to some of the lightweights you that really are being big. You have to get a guys. dietitian and, and nutritionist and yeah. really get like Seriously dialed in and Okay, hold on, what's wrong with being serious? Because <laughs> you guys are too serious. No. Fuck that. I'm enjoying but, life. I'm gonna have fun. Uh, I love it. Can't hey. life. I have to be serious too. I'm somewhat serious, but it's like uh eh, that's too serious, bro. Like I don't even know. I might die trying to make fucking forty fives. Fuck that. <laughs> Okay, if you're gonna die, don't do it, man. Bobby, you, you brought up a good point though. Like you're I mean, how old are you now? Thirty five? Thirty-seven. You're at that stage, kind of like, kind of like where I was at the end there, where it's the fights that motivate you the most, right? The ones that really get you up out of bed. Those are the ones you're looking for right now. Now, if that gets me chasing the title, then that gets me chasing the title. Like for me, it was the guys that I wanted to fight. I wanted to fight Donald Cerrone. I wanted to fight Anthony Pettis. I wanted to fight these guys when I got to the UFC that everyone kept telling me I couldn't beat when I was in Strike Force. And when I got there, they were never option. They were never given. They were. It was never an option for me to fight them. They never offered me to fight them. But yeah, you, yeah, yeah. They didn't want to play that role to you. Yeah. So then with you, though, like you, like when I'm looking, pull up those rankings again uh, for me there, Dave. When I'm looking at, I'm looking at Dan Hooker. I'm looking at Moicano. I'm looking at maybe Jalen Turner. I mean, you, I know, I know you've already fought Fazeev, but you and Fazeev, I'd like to see that rematch because, you know, you started to take over in the third round. I'd like to see that as a main event. I know he's got a knee injury now. He's out, I think, for a bit. Yeah, I think he's He'll out, be out for, a, for bit. a bit. But that those are the like that type of fight. You know, um, look, I gotta be honest. You and Michael Chandler to me would be a fucking great fun fight. Your takedown defense, his ability to to take shots, and the way you make people miss and the way he loads up on shots, you can make him miss and make him pay. I think stylistically, he's a he's a great matchup for you. I'm looking at I, some I, of these I guys. Agree. You know, and then so, I never thought about that. You know, um, I know he's waiting up for his little Chandler. I mean, for his uh, uh, Connor fight. So he's been he's holding on, trying to hold on to his lucky ticket. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I'm gonna do this fight in December. Kind of sit back, look at the landscape, and see what happens, what plays out. Looking at 300, you know, and, and who's gonna be the perfect opponent for 300? Yeah. Like I said, those are my more so my list things. Put me on 300. I'm not yeah. really tripping. You know, like the opponents like that. Like you guys keep saying like these fights i'm not picking anything no. um for the most point um it's about getting my goals done my go 
Those are outside of the cage, not inside the cage. Yeah. Which means what? What are the major goals outside of the cage for you right now? Uh, I got in this game to to get a home, and then somewhere in there, I put the home under my girl's name, and now whenever we would fight, she would kick me out of it, you know. And so <laughs> <laughs> I had to buy another home, so I bought another home, and then I started having more kids, so I have three kids now. So I bought another home. I have three kids, three kids, three homes. My goal is to pay them all off. Now I'm all paid off yeah. with them so that they're they're good. And this is my dad's gift to them, you know? Yeah. Hey, man, that's those are good goals. I mean, that's those exactly good what goals. you got to do. Um, just keep in. I, touch, I keep touching this mat, the closer I get to my goals. And that yeah. means if I keep fighting, whoever's, whatever's. So I took the Dawson yeah. fight thinking, hey, I didn't even know who Dawson was. But it's just more so yeah. getting those touches. Keep getting those touches. What what was it? What was the? You guys seemed to have a little bit of a a talking back and forth, and you were you were saying something to it, and he was trying to say, "No, I'm res I respect you." What was going on there? Man, that was the most awkward face off I've ever had in my life. It's <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> fuck. Uh, so the thing was about Dawson was I was trying to uh, have a good fight with him. He said something about me that kind of like, just like, eh, that's kind of interesting. He said, I know Bobby Green, and, and the whole time he's going to have nothing but respect for me. So I'm like, man, cool. I like this guy. I want to show him my good side and be good and just have a great fight. And show him just skills for skills. I'm going to beat you skill for skill. But then um, you're just saying different things as like, he said, I'm here for a check. I'm not here, you know, like he's going to just dominate me. But he also said, well, the one thing that got me was he was in the cage hitting mitts. And when he was hitting the mitts, he was talking to me. And he was like, what's up, Bobby? Uh, I got you right there. What, what are you going to do now, Bobby? You know, and like talking shit to the mitts. So I'm like, interesting. I thought you were a good guy. You're a good guy. And I'm a good guy, but we're supposed to be good guys. I haven't said nothing bad about you, you know, like that. So then I felt like he's going to visualize. He was visualizing that. He was going to make that happen. So when I went up to him, finally, I was trying to tell him, Hey, we're supposed to be just cool. We're supposed to have a good fight. But then I saw the video and you were talking like that. And I wasn't there. You were calling my name. And you were just talking to me. But I was nowhere around, brother. So I hope that you're planning on doing that in the cage. Like, that would be really sick if you do that. You know? Please do that. Like, and so he was like, bro, you're a nice guy. You're a nice guy. What are you doing? You're a nice guy off the camera. You're a nice yeah. guy. I'm like, like, why do you keep me with this nice guy role stuff? Like, yeah, I'm a nice guy. I think I should do with this. Yeah. Like, we're going to fight. And I'm going to fight so to fuck you up. Yeah, so make it ain't, that money. Like, nothing to do with friendship. And, like, and, and like after I will hug it up, I told him that after the fight. I'm like, bro, before the fight, fuck all that touching gloves with you and trying to be buddy-buddy with you <laughs> like that. We can be buddy-buddy as soon as we finish this shit. We'll hug it up. If I sleep you or you sleep me, I'll hug you after the shit. Like, bro, good shit. <laughs> fuck it. We're bros now. We spread that. We did that. We fucking killed it. We did a great show. Hug it up, bro. All right, cool. You know, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I don't beef with I don't beef. I'm cool unless they want to keep that shit going. When I when I'm looking at your career, and when was it though when you start when you decided you and I were talking off air, but I want you to tell everyone else, when was it when you realized that you can't make money unless you fight? And so the more active you are, which you did during COVID, you were probably the most active fighter oh God, yeah. that, uh, in the UFC at the time. You were fighting all the time. And where did you get that from? What was the idea and, and the ideas behind like, hey, let me just fight as much as I possibly can and make as much money as I can? Um, 
I was watching Chris Lieben. I was sitting at the house one day, and Chris Lieben was fighting. And then I was like, hey, didn't he fight like a couple weeks ago? And they were like talking about it on the thing, you know. Yeah, he just fought in, and he just fought fighting again, you know. I'm like, yeah, interesting. I'm like, hey, I could go back to back like this guy. I could make some money. I don't care if it's little money. But if you yeah. keep doubling these things up, tripling these things up, they start adding up to some shit, yeah. you know? So people look at me with my jewelry and like, oh, you're so flashy, all this money. I'm like, like, man, I just ran it back so many times that I could have a little fun. Where yeah. I got so many bonuses. Like, I, they say Gaethje has 11. I think I have like 10 right now, 9 or 10. It's like, you know, I'm like right behind him. So it's like, bruh, I, I, I got extra little money. I, I, I earned it, you know, to do these little things and buy myself a little nice thing. But you got to figure, you fought, during COVID, you fought Clay Guida, I believe was first. I might be wrong there, but I think it was Clay Guida. And you fought, I think, two months later, you fought Lando Venata. Then you fought Alan Patrick a year, I mean, a month after that. I mean, it was just one month after the other, you were going. Yeah. Was that difficult for you? Or did it actually help you as far as kept you in that that mode, in that that fight game I you know mentality? Um. I'm going to try to answer the best way I can. Um, yeah, I just answered I just answered the interview. I'm smoking a blunt and shit. I feel like I <laughs> smoke too much. Sorry, right. you keep smoking. Yeah, I feel like I smoke too much. I'm going to die if I, if I <laughs> don't stop. And so uh, if I get really busy with fighting, I can't smoke. So if I stay busy, <laughs> then I'll stay like I'll keep fighting. And, and it's like I'll be healthy, and, you know, and I'll be good. Yeah. As soon as I start smoking, I get out fighting, I get all fat. And out of shape, and I look all depressed. Like, man, I'm, I'm all uh, fucking fat now. So <laughs> I don't know. I just be like, and if I keep fighting, I'll be healthy and I'll be in shape, and I won't yeah. smoke much. But if not, I'll be smoking my ass off and like coughing up a lung. And I'm like, bro, you're gonna fucking die. But actually, I keep doing it anyway. So I don't know. Well, when I look at when I look at the rankings, man, when I'm looking at these guys, like, is there anyone in that top ten that you're really looking at? Because I, I know you were kind of shooting back and forth a little bit with Dan Hooker. What's the beef with with the two of you guys and him? Ain't no beef. Ain't no beef. Ain't no beef at all. Ain't no beef. Uh, my coaches mentioned him. I said somebody mentioned him. I like everybody's like, oh, who's called who out? I called him, and this is my coaches mentioned that. I was like, okay, cool. Um, and, and be honest, I'm I'm kind of like in in. And all of his shit, like, he has some dope-ass classics, you mm -hmm. know? He has some dope-ass classics. So, be honored to share a cage with him and do a dope-ass classic again. That's just going to be hard, you know? And that's why I picked him more so than anything. I want guys to do dope-ass fucking classics, you know? Where yeah. I'm like, damn, this fight, I got, I got potential to be fighting night. Every time I go out there, I'm getting the extra 50 Gs, you know? Okay. I mean, because I, I look at... that uh, shit up and then move yeah. it up, like... Inflation is crazy right now. Like, <laughs> Especially where you're living. It ain't the same for the G's from 25 years ago. No. You know? it, ain't, man. it ain't, man. I moved out of California into Texas now, and it's like everything's a little... I paid I pay 274 for gas the other day. Bro, I'm still in fucking California. I know. He's fucking kicking my ass. You're paying, That's what, $6, $6 a gallon right now. That's why you got to keep fighting, man, to put, put, put all that gas in the tanks, man. It's crazy. It's not easy. Yeah, I, bought, I bought a house in Vegas to move away from that. So I'm going to be half the year in Vegas nice. and half the year in California, you know? Very good. Make sure you get a good accountant to file both taxes, though. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, uh, don't mess around with that. I mean, um, you know, look, 
you're you're coming. You're 37 years old. You're coming up on. You know, I mean, like, how many more fights do you have left? And you know, like, are you looking at like, is there a time frame that you're looking for? Or you can just keep fighting till the wheels fall off. Um, I do want to get out of this bitch healthy. You know, that's that's the yeah. key part. But we all saying this shit a little too long. Like Michael Bisbee, I, I talked to him, and I'm like, Mike, like, is that's what it takes to be a champion? I don't know if I want it, big dog. You're like yeah. to lose an eye. You're like some shit I didn't sign up for. So like, my nigga, uh, I'm good. Yeah. You're like I, I'm yeah. good. I'm not losing no eye over this shit. You know. <laughs> I agree. I fucking love fighting, but fuck. Yeah, I'm not losing no eye over this. I'd rather work in a fucking warehouse before I lose, lose an eye. Yeah, I feel you. Okay, hold on. I, I, I'm just going to say this, and, and this is just the truth. Michael Bisping, he is a dog, and he's a great fighter and a tough son of a bitch. But he got hit more in one fight than you've been hitting your entire career. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Mike took some abuse. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, the way you uh, roll, the way you move. The way, yeah, you, like, that's why, it's that's why I'm able to do this thing so consistently. And I explain it to a lot of fighters, but like I've offered even the training. Like I don't fight like the average guy. I'm not, and I try to train all my fighters to not take damage. We got to get out this thing mm-hmm. with our health. Okay, the money's not that good, and so you got to be able to do this often enough to keep your health and be mm-hmm. strong and be on top of yourself. You know, to keep this pedigree just to make the money to live. You know. When you when you're coming up, uh, what you're you've had forty five fights, I want to say forty seven. Okay, four. Did you think that your career would go that long? Um, I told myself I was going to walk away at forty. I, I told myself at forty, I'm going to delete all <laughs> some social media. I'm going to okay. disappear into the shadows and be a fucking nobody again. But then I realized, like, man, I got these kids now. <laughs> <laughs> So, so. <laughs> little suckers i gotta pay for yeah. people yeah yeah i gotta still be a good daddy and so uh, my goal is this is just to hit the goal is pay the houses off and be done but the issue is this is i can't just take the money out of my business account and go hey all right i made four hundred thousand. here's my four hundred thousand dollars in debt pay it off and be done no you can't just pay it off your business. No. you gotta actually pay the taxes on that pay yourself this and then my own personal money i have to pay this and that, and I can't do too much because the women want to put child support on me, and then I actually don't have to show I make too much, and it's like a crazy fucking storm that I have to deal with, brother. Uh, so it's a true, it's a jungle. I mean, it's a, it's a fucking mess just to pay off the fucking houses. That's all I want to do is just win the fight, take the money, and pay the houses. But I can't do that exactly. Hey, Bobby, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This will be my last question, but I want to get your take on what you think of Sean Strickland in terms of his fighting style and. And just in him is, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Because y'all said that shit. Yeah, I want to hear Everybody's it. Everybody's been saying that shit. Everybody's been saying it like he's got that, you know, the Philly shell. Kind of like you said. I kind of fight like Sean. Hey, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> no, no, Here it comes. Sorry. Like Here it comes. Sorry, my dad, my dad, my bad. Listen, my yeah. dad's a black belt, right? My dad's a black belt. My dad's a black belt under his coach, under his judicial coach. Uh. You know what I mean? That he was going under. And so okay. um, they didn't have real strikers or nothing like that. They were just a jiu-jitsu school. So mm. my coach would take me over there to, to train with Sean. I'm a 55er. Sean's an 85er, you know? Yeah. And so I would beat his ass up, you know, I'd beat him up. But the problem is he's so big, you know? For one. Uh. Two, I used to do these things to him. I'd be over there in the, I'd be in the corner. Whoa! Whoa! Doing that shit like that. 
I'll be over there just talking to him in the fight, you know, yeah. just having a conversation while we're fighting and shit, you know. Um, and Sean would get so pissed off. He'd get so mad and say it was disrespectful. It was this and that. No. You know, we we just bump heads. We just <clears throat> bumped heads with each other. Um, but he was the only guy at the time that, uh, that like, I was only one of the guys that he can get to come over, give him good sparring. So then finally from there, um, Sean and started coming train over Millennia. He started training with uh, a buddy of mine, Lorenz Larkins. Lorenz Larkins and I trained. That's one of the guys who was responsible for my stand-up too. So really, Lorenz started both of us. So Lorenz had the style. And then from there, we both kind of trained uh, from him. I used to go over and train with Sean first. And then Lorenz came on later on. And that's where he got the Philly shell from. Lorenz will run it too. If you watch his fights, he runs it too. And so we both fight like him. We got our styles from him. And so we run that Philly shell shit. And I started doing it to him. The crazy part about it and the end story is Sean would get so mad and call me all this. But this is all the shit Sean does now. He talks shit in the cage. <laughs> he runs his mouth. He fucking runs the Philly shell. He stole my whole swag, you know? He stole all my swag. And I was like, saying this years ago. Like, bro, you stole my whole swag. Like, bro, oh. this is my shit. I've been doing this, and now That's... you're doing it. Like, you said, hate me for this. Now you do it. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, hey. <laughs> Obviously, it's working. It is. It's, it's working, working, baby. I called, bro, it, I, mean... bro, I called it. I was like, man, Sean's been fighting with real, with real niggas. Like, like <laughs> Lorenz. He used to say it in practice. He would say, man, none of the white guys want to ever fight, train with me like that, like, because they know he fucks shit up. So, I'm like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean when the chamber? He's like, well, only you guys. I'm like, who's you guys? You black guys. <laughs> no filter. They you got no guys. filter. You know? you, oh you no. Niggas. You know, he'll just say it. But when you when you guys are boys, you guys are boys, man. Like when you get out there, like it just the training happens. You guys share the mat. You guys share. You'll get punched in the face. All that stuff. You know, it, you shed that blood together sometimes, and then the sweat and everything with it. Yeah, I got nothing just, to love it all mixed together. together. But success. You know? Yeah. Yep. That's so you guys are cool. You make that you, shit clear. I you guys are cool shit, now. Guys, I started the Philly shell shit. Like, uh, are you, are you sure you it. don't fight like Sean? Are you sure you don't <laughs> fight like Sean? <laughs> I was doing the Philly shell shit. I brought the shit to the UFC like that. Yeah. yeah I love it. Oh man. All right. Well, that's that's. The, I mean, that's I, Bobby. Yeah. Just want to tell you, thank you very much for your time, brother. You are awesome. You're you are always. A delight to talk to you and you make us make us laugh and uh you smoke another blood for us there baby oh yeah i got you i got you i appreciate my boy having me on the show uh, josh you're a warrior uh, i spread this uh i had the honor of sharing the cage with you you know what the fuck really be going on with this shit behind the scenes because you actually have the experience to see it and actually experience it so i appreciate that bro you guys are the man. Hey man, I got a lot of love, I got a lot of love for you, man. I always try to talk as highly as I can of you, and I'm proud of what you've done in your career, brother. It means a lot to see you have so much success. You're doing it right. You're doing it your way, which I love. And uh, look, next time you know when you have your fight announced, I want to try to get you back on. And uh, one less blunt. Don't uh, hey, don't be mad. Don't what? be mad if I don't pop up, okay, guys. Listen, like like Ariel does the same shit. Ariel wants me on all the time, and I'll just like hey, he'll hit me up, and I'll just kind of like ignore it. Yeah, I won't even yeah. answer. I was like, man, and then like, oh, I hit him up like weeks later and shit after the fight or some shit. I was like, man, I'll do your shit now. I'll do it now. I hit, I'll do it this one. You know, like I'll just do it every once in a while. I don't want to like, cause I'm high as shit and I and I rant and I just feel like I talk too much. I'm like, man, fuck that. I'm just stay in the shadows. 
I'm like, I'm in the shadows, guys. I really don't, like, need this shit or nothing like that. Like, I just be doing my job. It's fighting. It's like, yeah. shit cool. But, like, I'll pop out and lanky laugh and be cool. But really, I'll just be like, bro, I'm a, I'm like a, a down to hurt. I'm a, a poor man who's just trying to get by, you know? I don't need all that. Like, You're doing great. Yeah, like Bobby, that. I hate to tell you, man. I, I'm, I'm going to call it now. You're Bobby the Shadow King Green now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, hey man I, I, I wish you nothing but the best and uh, let us know when something else comes up I'd love to get you back on before your next fight or right yeah, after it should, right, be, buddy? it should be going December bro I'm trying to get in December hopefully they right. call me I'm waiting if they don't call me I'm gonna start smoking my brains away so I got fingers crossed for that I got fingers crossed <laughs> for that Dan Hooker fight man I'm looking forward to that uh, hopefully it's gonna be, be Dan fight. hopefully he'll step up but uh, you know we'll see best of luck brother I really appreciate take care that. sounds good best of luck to you brother Boom. Well, I know some of that was a little difficult to watch. The <laughs> camera was going all over and everything was kind of happening there. But we want to thank Bobby Green for spending time with us. He is a good man. He has been fantastic for the sport. You got it. You spent time in the cage with. What more can you say about him? Good, good fighter, good man. What more do you want? I mean, he's he does what he got to do, man. He goes out there, he promotes the fight, he uh, performs, he's an entertainer, he understands yep. where he's at in his career right now. He's looking for those guys that motivate him to get his ass up out of bed and get him to the gym. Is that and that that's point? important. Yeah. That's important, you know, and the, I've said this I don't know how many times, time and time again. There's fights in my career that I wish I would have been offered. No matter how much I wanted them, I never was offered those fights. And I really believe those are the fights that would have that would have shaped my career or made my career just different win or lose. It would have just been like, look, I fought all the guys that really motivated me and I, whether I won or whether I lost and I see Bobby green and he's going for, he, that's where he's at right now in his career. Well, I only want the fights that motivate me. I only want the fights that I know are going to make good fights, the fights that are going to make the fans happy because I know it'll pull the best out of me. That's where you know where you're at in your career. When you've done everything you felt like you could do, now I want that one little extra. I want that thing that really, really can define my career and how I feel about myself. Not for everyone else, but for myself. And I see that in him. And I I under, I appreciate it and I, I respect that a lot. So uh, best of luck to him and, and hopefully he gets another fight here soon. Yep. So, uh, so he can quit getting so high. But... <laughs> You know, uh, but man, I got nothing but love for that guy, man. He's yep. a good kid. He's a good guy. I say kid, but he's he's older now. But he's a, he's a really, really good guy, man. Really good yeah. guy. And a great, a fantastic fighter. Looking forward to seeing him fight again. Uh, we're going to wrap up on this show with a little funny something going on that I saw. Uh, it's going to be more football related, but uh, it's between Eli and Peyton Manning. And it was just, it was funny. I came across it on the ESPN app. Uh, go ahead. Everyone's got special gifts. You want, you want me to take it? Yeah, I want you to read it, but it's Most, Eli. It's sorry, it's yeah. it's uh, Peyton Manning this talking Peyton about Manning Eli. Talking about his brother Eli. It says most people don't know that Cooper was the most talented athlete in the family. I was the best in school. Eli was different. We didn't think he had the cognitive capacity to play football. So one time when we were kids, I took his tennis ball that Dad let him play with in the backyard. He became filled with rage. He picked me up. And he threw me clear across the yard in a perfect spiral. I've never seen such strength. Dad called it his special power. So we taught him how to throw, taught him a few sentences, and sent him off to Ole Miss. The rest is history. <laughs> I'm 
I'm sure I'm sure Eli really appreciates that from his brother. Well, I thought it was great. He's like, Dad called it the special his special, special power. Special so we power. taught him how to throw and taught him a few sentences and sent him <laughs> yeah. off to Ole Miss and the rest is history. That shit was hilarious when he said he taught him a few sentences and sent him to Ole Miss. I'm sure Ole Miss didn't feel great about that. No, they so were not Yeah, so he could barely read and you guys basically sent yes. him to our college. Thanks. Well, you know, you're talking Thanks, about guys. one guy that went to Tennessee and one guy that went to Ole Miss. Yeah, not like He followed his father. His dad was the Ole Miss. Yeah, but not like Tennessee was much better than Ole Miss. <laughs> you, you, uh, Dave, hey, there hey, is. Hey, hey, just so you know, you watch your whore mouth. Yes, yes. <laughs> Dave, there's one more thing I sent you. I want to see. I want you to pull up the pictures of Paulo Costa's elbow oh, that I sent you. Staph infection. MRSA. There is that. And why, why you while Dave's doing that, I want Mercy. I want to show everybody this photo here. It says looks dehydrated <coughs> after Usada left. Paulo's juice isn't the secret sauce anymore. Here it is, right here. <laughs> I saw that one. Uh, that was awesome. That's Connor's so good. Beefing, man. Like Look at beefing. it. Looking Look good. at that though on Paulo Costa's fucking elbow. Yeah, that disgusting. is disgusting. Yeah. If you see the video, they're pulling the the um gauze. The gauze out of his elbow. Ugh. Ugh. And that's so gross. Yeah. I mean, seen it. Do you seen remember the photos? Times. Do you remember the Kevin photos Randleman. of Kevin Randleman in oh, the armpit? Dude. Right yep. there. Armpit oh, into the rib cage. Yeah. Ugh. Nasty. I, I've had staff a couple of times. I've never had it that bad. Well, that's not staff. That's MRSA. Um, but MRSA is a form of staff, correct? You're right. But MRSA yeah. is worse. Yeah. And that's when it's... You can die, you can die from both, but... Yes, but MRSA is bad. Yeah. Jeez. MRSA is a nasty uh, infection, and he definitely got it. And, you know, that's disgusting. Yeah, well, disgusting. that happens. Uh, yeah. Well, it, well you know what, shower, what used to happen... Okay, the truth is, you know, when MMA was first really coming out, and we were getting all these guys, Jeremy Horn being one, you know, and mm -hmm. all these guys, they were saying, they were thinking everyone was getting bit by the brown recluse spider. Oh, they, yes. Everyone was getting these spider bites, if you remember. It was never yeah. a spider. It was MRSA. <laughs> it was, that's what wow. everyone was getting. Wow, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I remember people talking about the brown recluse. Brown recluse, yeah, no. Yeah, the spider. Yeah. But the, the, the brown recluse does do that, though, right? It'll eat. It'll not yeah, to this they, level, but it, it's, it has a little bit of a flesh eating type. Yeah, uh, yeah. It festers up, right? It goes yeah. festers up, and then it starts to like kind of eat the tissue from underneath. Yeah, yeah. yeah that elbow's not disgusting. looking good. It's a good thing he didn't fight. You know, it's funny. Josh Koscheck one time was going to fight up in Idaho, and, and Trevor Prangley's um, show up there, and tr and Koscheck had like a little pimple on the back of his his uh, hamstring, and we drove. I drove him up to idaho on tuesday monday or tuesday we left and we drove through the night got him there he felt the pimple happening he's like ah oh, you know he's like it feels a little weird he's like it's just like a knot in there he's like it's like i hope it's not fucking staff by the time we got to idaho 14 hours later i had to take him to the emergency office yep yeah i had to take him to the emergency and he got antibiotics right away he ended up not fighting which kind of sucked but uh yeah Shit, yeah. man. It was crazy to see his leg swelled up real bad. They went oh, to the yeah. doctor, got on the antibiotics right away. They drained it, like basically just pulled out all the, cleaned it all out, opened it, cleaned it all out. Disgusting. Disgusting. It wasn't quite this bad, but his leg was swollen. Yeah. It was gross. All within 14 hours. 14 hours. Yeah. Insane.
All right, guys. Well, hey, that's going to wrap up our show, and uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. This is a little bit of a long show. You got the full interview with uh, Bobby Green, and uh, pleasure. And thank you so much, Bobby, for coming on. We appreciate you guys. Go to WayneInMerch.com. Pick up some of our hoodies. Look at I'm wearing a hoodie. I know it's not a Wayne In hoodie, but it's a Knox hoodie. And But uh, it is getting cold. It's getting cold up here. There you go. John has the Wayne In hoodie. I got. I just got to get them, man. I just got to get them. I haven't got one yet. It's called I've got order. shirts. I've got shirts. Put your card down. Boom. That's what I did. for everyone out there we hope you enjoyed the show we hope you enjoyed bobby green there and thank you for tuning in and we will see you